It's time. It's time. You know what time it is. Time for the game for Tuscaloosa's longest running sports show. The biggest goal of our team, especially in the first half, we at Bama, we're trying to be the best. Always is to win a national championship. It's something cool to look back on. We don't want to waste a failure. You're inside the game. The game. John Mechie on the ground. Appreciate your interest in the game. On your home for Alabama sports. Alabama wins. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. And now, now, here's your award-winning host, Ryan, Ryan Fowler. And a big good afternoon to you. Welcome to the game. We are always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com. Electrify your life. The all-new 2024 Grand Highlander that you could see at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You could also see that online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Shake up the season, 2.9% APR on many different models, including the Tacoma, the RAV4, the Highlander, the Camry, and the Corolla. And you can see all of those details online, whether you're renting a vehicle and driving over to Atlanta to the SEC Championship game. Uh, you can find Renata Toyota program right there at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can also take a look at the pre-owned inventory, and you can compare different models on, online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Had three press conferences. They were back-to-back-to-back. When you listen back at... Uh, Greg Sankey, just a couple of minutes ago, he was advocating for the University of Alabama, certainly talking about, the, not for the Alabama, because we already know Georgia's in. So he's not directly saying, I'm advocating for the University of Alabama. But when you think about what he said and how he said it, it is hard for us to wrap our head around what would not be uh, SEC included in this college football playoff side of things. So when you hear Greg Sankey, Nick Saban was also asked that question. And then also I spent a little time in my head reflecting on Georgia for just a couple of minutes, right? Think about Georgia. Georgia is a team, they're in the playoffs. But there's an SEC title game. And they could be on a slippery slope uh, there. Uh, and, and that will be one of the things that we'll dive into when you look at the Southeastern Conference. But when I want to ask the question today, and, and I know that these the same questions that have been coming up all throughout the show, uh, throughout Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday show, has all been about this type of, you know, could it even be possible? Because it's hard for us to wrap our head around. So the same things that you were talking about and I was talking about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is the same thing that most, I don't even know if Kirby was even asked about. I think he was in a roundabout way of how the conference championship could eliminate them. Uh, so indirectly, maybe not as direct as you know Alabama if you win this game. Nick Saban refused to even really, and ad- 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 we knew that's what, what he would say. But he said, we're focused on winning the game. We're not focused on the committee. Those are things that we cannot control. And and if you've covered Nick Saban like we have, you know that that's what he was going to say. But when you talk about looking at the SEC, when you talk about the strength of this league, last night I did a interview over in Brookhaven, Mississippi. Jamie Palmer is a friend of mine. Uh, he's also a high school coach, and he sent multiple players to the University of Alabama. Those recognizable, Justin uh Woodall from a couple of years ago. He was his high school football coach. Jimmy Johns, he coached Jimmy Johns and sent him to the University of Alabama. And he's had others that have uh, made official visits here or just tour. But he was a GA here at Alabama, so he went to Alabama. And I was on with this coach's show, and we got to debating, do people realize how hard it is to win in this league? Okay? Just pick a random team. Okay? 
Take the Missouri Tigers for just a couple of minutes. Had a great year. Historic season for Eli Drinkowitz and the Missouri Tigers. When you back up for just a couple of minutes and you think about South Dakota State, Middle Tennessee State, Kansas State, Memphis, okay, I mean, look at the schedule. Then when they get into the, to the, to the, the brunt of this SEC schedule and they kind of get popped in the mouth, right? LSU beats them 49-39. They go back, beat Kentucky. So I'm, I'm just picking a random team. When you think about this gauntlet that the SEC goes through, if you can survive and you can play in Atlanta, it's almost like that should be an automatic. You know, we talk about automatics in this new 12-team playoff. Maybe that should be an automatic. You play in the Atlanta game, you play in the SEC title game, and I know we'll do away with East and West, but when you when you back up a couple of minutes and you think about the strength of this league, take a random team. Not a Georgia and Alabama. Eliminate those guys. I picked Missouri because, to me, they're the, stat-wise, third best team in the conference. You could probably even sit here and make a case uh, that Missouri, if you took them out of this league and you put them in the Big Ten, would they do the same thing as Michigan Wolverines? If you put them in the Big 12, would they do the same thing as what Texas is doing there? Or if you put them out in the Pac-12, would they do the same thing? I think that answer is yes. I think you could take Ole Miss, and I made the question or the comment last night because I was in the Magnolia State. I said, take Ole Miss up top. They were in the southern part of the state, up at the top, up at Oxford. Take Ole Miss. Put them in the Pac-12. Do you have any reason not to believe that they would not be the same as Washington or Oregon? I don't. Put them in the ACC. I think when we look at the SEC, it's become the standard of college football but it's also made our minds drift away when you think about going through this league and the last one standing or the last two teams standing is a tough contest and it will become even tougher. And I also think about this. When you look at the strength of this league and you think about, well, other teams go to nine conference games or 10 conference games. When you think about moving beyond the eight, I don't think they need to fall into that trap. Don't let everybody else, let them pick their game up. You don't need to go down to their level. Eight's fine. Yeah, and as you expand to 16, that'll be a big debate. We're also going to get in keys to victory. And we're going to ask Bruce Marshall coming up in just a couple of minutes. He's a professional handicapper, probably one of the longest that I know. He's been doing it since the early 80s. Bruce Marshall is going to break this game down, and we're going to talk about some of the other conference championship games. Bruce Marshall will join us at 2.15. We'll talk to Rodney Orr, TiterInsider.com, 3.30. We'll talk to Rodney Orr, editor, founder of the incredible website. We'll talk with him at 3.30. We'll, we'll share some thoughts on the Alabama approach. And then we'll talk with Brad Powers at 4 o'clock. Brad Powers is a part of our show for a number of years, and we always enjoy uh, listening to these professional handicappers break down this game. So we're going to ask them to look at these Alabama lines. But one of the questions that I'm going to ask all those three guys, and I'm going to ask you today, what do you think Alabama must do to be able to beat Georgia? I looked through your scores last night, going through, many of you are confident. Some of you, not so much. Some of you are just, hey, just get a win. One point, two points, three points, maybe. Some of you are a little bit more confident. Keys to victory. You say Alabama must do this to win. What are those keys to victory? When I look at stats, and as Dawson loves to point out, and I see he's going to be the first up, he always points out I focus too much on stats. But stats tell the story. It's data points. 
I want to point out something real quick. When you look at sack totals, Georgia doesn't, does not get after the quarterback at all. I mean, they're not very good. If you want to go from a national standpoint, they're in the 60s, 67 to be exact. If you want to go to the SEC and take a look at sacks uh, that they're able to produce, not sacks allowed, Georgia's 11th in the league. So if you want to narrow it down to the 14-team Southeastern Conference, Georgia is 11. They have 25 sacks on the season. Texas A&M leads the entire conference with 42. Alabama, 36. You said, well, hold on, 36? It's not that far from 25. It's not. But when you look at the strength of schedule and you think about the dogs, should they have ran that number up? If Alabama was playing their schedule, would they have 50 sacks? Probably so. So when you look at Georgia, it should be inflated. Rather, it, it's not. So when you think about the problem that they've got, if they allow Jalen Milrow to set back in that pocket, to me, that's the keys to victory. I'm tying it with the quarterback, but I'm also tying with lack of pressure. If they're not able to get pressure on Jalen Milrow, I think Alabama's going to win this football game. And I think if you want to put pressure on him and you want to make him pay or make them pay, uh, Milrow, have the game of your life. Have the game of your life. And I think the flip side of that, if you tell me that Jalen Milrow's average, if you just say he's just an average, then I don't think Alabama can win the game. So not trying to simplify it, but I think that number and that stat speaks for it. Now, if you want to flip it around, Carson Beck with Alabama putting pressure on him, Georgia's one of the best teams in the country in protecting their quarterback. They don't give up a lot of sacks. Alabama's one of the best teams in the country in getting to the quarterback. What's going to give? Something's got to give. What, what is going to be? Is Alabama going to be able to put more pressure on Carson Beck? He's not a guy that's rushed for many yards. When you think about hitting him, has Georgia played a defense like Alabama? That answer is no. How will they respond? How will Alabama respond? Will the pressure be on the dogs? We talk about winning three in a row. How much that pressure mounts up. There's a reason why nobody's ever done it. You got to go back to like Minnesota in the 31, 32, 33 pre AP poll. We'll discuss that with Bruce Marshall coming up in just a couple of minutes. It's Rumsey Environmental. It's a one stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. When you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental 205 248 0002, 205 248 0002. It's Rumsey Environmental, a one stop shop. Remember to download the Tide 100.9 app. It is a free download, Android, iPhone, Google Play. Greatly appreciate you able to listen to all of our shows. Morning, 6 a.m. with Martin Houston, Wimp and Barry inside the locker room. Gary Harris from 9 until 11, 11 until noon. Miller's Edge, Corey and Christian Miller, and the guys that bring the pressure. They could probably talk a lot more about these sack numbers than I can uh, because they've done it. Edge, guys, Miller's Edge from 11 until noon. 12 until 2, Big Noon Sports, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. We heard the Nick Saban press conference. We'll make some comments out of that. Nick Saban didn't have a ton to say, even an abbreviated press conference. Scheduled for about 30 minutes, and it went about 15, 16 minutes. But uh, there were some things in there that we'll discuss. Bruce Marshall coming up in a couple of minutes. We're going to ask you the keys to victory. What are they? What are they? What What is your opinion? I gave you my opinion on the sacks uh, that – putting pressure on Jayla Milrow, and then the flip side of that, 
So not trying to simplify the game, but I think that's the way the game will be decided. We'll talk to Rodney Orr at 3.30. Bruce Marshall in two minutes. T-Town tied 100.9. The home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Ongoing disagreement with city leaders in Northport has led organizers of the iconic Kentuck Festival of the Arts to seek a new venue for the annual event. Deputies have charged a Moundville man with robbing an area gas station at gunpoint this weekend. Multiple donation drives are coming up to benefit West Alabama Toys for Tots. And the southern part of our listening area faces a marginal risk of severe weather Friday night and Saturday morning. For the details on all these stories and more, get connected at TuscaloosaThread.com. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Alabama Sports Updates. And severe weather information, download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app. Never pay for your news and sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. DreamlandBBQ.com, Dreamland Barbecue. Since 1958, Coach Braun arrived at the University of Alabama. So did Dreamland with Big Daddy's Barbecue Hickory Smoke Ribs. If you're talking about catering for that big tailgate or maybe it's just that family gathering or that small office party, you can do it at either location. You can also order online, carry out, curbside pickup, delivery are now available. It is DreamlandBBQ.com. We do our score prediction every Tuesday and Wednesday made possible by dreamland that wonderful hickory smoke barbecue ribs how about the big daddy barbecue sandwich those wings are underrated they're one of the best in town you'll find them there how about those barbecue baked potatoes absolutely either location in our immediate area tuscaloosa and the original location there off jug factory road downtown northport dreamland ain't nothing like them nowhere Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Clouds increasing this afternoon, the high today 61. Cloudy tonight with rain moving in, the low at 47. Tomorrow, cloudy, a good chance of rain, maybe a thunderstorm, mainly during the morning hours. The high tomorrow at 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Where the legends of Alabama football hang out. Play. Lacey, touchdown. Huge hole. Touchdown. Yep, yep. Alabama touchdown. The game with Ryan Fowler. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. Oh, what you gonna do? Do you wanna get down? And we welcome you right back into the game. It's SEC Championship game, the final SEC Championship game that will involve the divisions when we look at the East and the West. This thing started back in 1992, and uh, that will be now dissolved. And uh, we'll talk uh, more about that. I know they're going to be releasing some of the schedule. Greg Sankey uh, giving us some information other than just the SEC title game a couple of minutes ago. Right now, we're going to go to Bruce Marshall. He is a professional handicapper. It is BAMSports.net. BAMSports.net. We always like to say that stands for Bama, but it really does it. It stands for Bruce Boom. A. Marshall. Uh, but but either way, we, we give that credit to him. CBS Sports HQ. CBS Sports HQ. You can find it Vegas Insider. He's 
probably one of the longest veteran handicappers that I know, uh, Bruce Marshall. Welcome back to Tuscaloosa. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too, uh, Ryan. Nice to be with you. Are you the longest, uh, as far as handicapper, the, the veteran of the bunch? <laughs> I guess so. I don't think I look that old, though, but I, I might be. I don't know. I started this business um, 1981, just out of college. How many so, people uh, were doing handicapping in 1981? Was there was there quite a few? No? Not, not too many doing okay. what we did. Uh, that was way before. I mean, we had... Yeah, we had to sort of, uh, you know, juke and jive a lot because a lot of newspapers wouldn't put point spreads in there. And uh, a lot of radio shows I did back then, I mean, we couldn't talk about the point spreads and things like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I had a long time doing this thing. And that was just since I started. I mean, I was, I was doing all this stuff myself in college and before. So, uh, yeah, a long time. Bruce, uh, I want to look back at the Iron Bowl. Uh, your thoughts about that game, and then we're going to look ahead and we'll talk about college football selection committees and all the different things. But um, I'm curious, when you look back at the Iron Bowl, uh, your takeaways from Alabama's win in Jordan Hare. Yeah, we didn't get to talk last week, uh, but uh, it didn't – well, the way that – nobody could have predicted the way that thing ended in the last minute. But the fact that Auburn played that game tough didn't surprise me at all. It's the rivalry underdog thing, which pops up a lot. The Iron Bowl has a very, very – uh, interesting history, especially these games recently at Jordan Hare. Uh, nonetheless, I still a little bit surprised Auburn actually had Alabama pinned up against the ropes late. Um, and it was sort of a, I, I think that's sort of the val, even though Be Auburn lost from an Auburn perspective, it's sort of a validation that Hugh Freeze might get this thing back on course uh, the way they expected there uh, at some point soon. Um, because that would have been monumental there for them uh, to win that game. They almost did. But in the end, the way Bama uh, pulled that thing out, it impressed me so much, especially when you make a play like that at the end. That's just big time from Milrow uh, to the catch in the end zone. I mean, everything was to Bond's catch. I mean, everything was just, was just so big. For some reason, uh, the selection committee doesn't seem to be as impressed by these close wins, and that's totally the opposite of the way I think. I, I love these teams that are able to pull these games out of the fire like that. And um, I'm not as, you know, these teams want to run up scores every week like Oregon. We can get to that in a second. Seem to be impressing these fools on the committee a little bit too much. I like teams that win, uh, and Bama pulled that thing. I, I mean, a team that can win a game like that, that means more to me than winning some game 52-6. to six. So I'm I'm totally on board with what Bama did, and that was a great thrilling win. Well, you know, you point that out, and I really didn't think of it the way that you did, but when you look at Alabama, uh, there's one thing that you can say about this team. They're not going to quit. I mean, they're battle-tested. I mean, there's a lot of teams that would have probably folded up shop and said, all right, let's go to the house. We, we didn't make it this year. Uh, this team kept grinding, and I think it's Nick Saban's best coaching job when you look at this Alabama football team. You might be right. I mean, they, I mean, from where they were in September, um, and I think the way he handled the quarterback thing early, and the defense was playing, you know, it did get stung a little bit in the, in the Texas game, but it, it recovered. And I think by the time, you know, the Ole Miss game came around, that's when they started to sort of, sort of show what they could become. And I think it's been a very impressive run. And even if we're thinking the SEC might not be quite where it was, it, it's still pretty darn hard. And I, and I would compare – what Bama has done with what Oregon has done. This is what's really trying me this week, the way the committee seems to be so in love with Oregon. And this is against a lot of past uh, protocols 
in rankings and things, usually when you lose later in the season, that I always thought that was kind of ridiculous. But that seems to knock a team down a notch. But uh, you know, some of these wins Bama's had against some very, very at some very tough venues like that. The schedule's been tougher than what Oregon had. Oregon should have lost that game at Texas Tech, by the way, and they pulled it out. But we saw Texas Tech versus Texas. We saw the difference between those two last week. Um, I don't like what the committee's done at all uh, with this, and I think they're all been mistaken. So I am, I'm hoping this gets straightened out after this weekend. But uh, it looks like these guys have their own agenda on the committee, and I'm not sure they're going to do Bama any favors unless uh, the teams on the field cooperate. We'll see. Yeah, and with this committee, I think we have a lot of problems with this committee. I, I think to me, when I think about 12 people that represents college football, or I know it's 13, but because of the athletic director at Michigan has recused himself and, and has backed away from this final uh, selection because of cheating uh, when you look at his school uh, being involved in a scandal. Um, but when you think about this committee, I'd like to see more recognizable names, not just pencil pushers. Uh, to me, that's the problem that I look at this committee with. I agree, and uh, but pencil pushers, good description. I mean, this is what a lot, not every athletic administrator is, but a lot of them are. And when I hear comments like Boo Corrigan at NC State <laughs> making about we're so impressed at the stats and the domination of uh, Oregon against these teams that are running up scores, that is the wrong way to look at this thing. Uh, about running up scores, that's the that's the criteria. Winning is the criteria. That's first and foremost there. And by the way, that that mindset seems to have seeped into a lot of the media, and that's why this Oregon number against Washington is absolutely absurd. I think uh, tomorrow night in Las Vegas. Uh, but um, it, it it bothers me when I hear some of these athletic directors. But you know, too, Ryan, we've been doing this a long time, and it's the same thing in the basketball selection committee. I think uh, I don't want to sound too much on the high horse here, but I do bracketology every year too. And I think I see the tournament better than that committee does. Um, I'm not some pencil pusher like them. Uh, and I, you know, it's uh, the old Peter principle. A lot of these guys in, that, in administration, you know, that in athletic administration and education, it's even more so. I don't, a lot of these guys know they should not really be making a selection, but that's what we got right now. And we got to just live with it. Bruce, let, let me ask you about that schedule. Uh, strength of schedule when you look at Oregon. And, and I made the statement a couple of minutes ago, I'm not trying to disrespect Oregon or Washington, but I think you could take the second, well, the third team uh, or or the second team. You look at Georgia and Alabama, eliminate them from the SEC. Just just go to the Missouri Tigers. Go to Ole Miss at number 11. If you took them out of the Southeastern Conference and put them in the ACC or the Pac-12, would you think they would do the same thing that Oregon and Washington are doing or some of these other teams? Uh, the ACC, yes. The Pac-12, maybe. I think Oregon and Washington are pretty good. Uh, but it's also the sequence in the schedule, too, uh, uh, Ryan. And and we look back, too, at the schedule, even in Washington, although I am kind of I kind of like the Huskies. But, I mean, some of the non-conferences was not a great Boise team they beat this year. Uh, Michigan State, I mean, in some years that win meant something. This year it didn't. Um but they did, you know, they did go to Arizona and win. That's pretty good. They went to USC and won. They went out in the road. They beat Oregon. They beat Oregon twice. They won 19 games in a row since last uh, mid last season, two over Oregon. Uh, but it's the sequence too. Oregon's toughest game. I mean, the Utah win. In retrospect, Utah was banged up. It was right off of their last big effort of the win the season against SC. They were ripe to get beat. 
um, and they, they blew out Oregon. They hit Oregon State right after they played Washington. The Beavers, you know, emptied the chambers against the Huskies camp short. They, they just were spent emotionally, even though it was a rivalry game. Uh, that just wasn't the same Oregon State on the team field against Oregon. Uh, Oregon missed uh, Arizona this year, a team that Washington beat on the road. Arizona turned out to be the third best team in the Pac-12 this year. So I'm not sure Oregon's schedule in that Texas Tech game, you know, uh, that's a game they really could have lost, should have lost, I think, uh, back in September. Um, and running up some of these other scores, putting 81 points on Portland State and blowing out Stanford and that. I don't know. I'm not, uh, I'm not sold on Oregon, even though these guys in the committee seem to love them. Well, and, and another thing about Alabama, and I, I know I'm just not propping up all Alabama, but you, you think about scheduling Texas to think about a home-and-home home series. You think about going to South Florida. Uh, to me, those are things that, you know, we, we is a value to write the, the college football fan. So let's say in July they call up Texas and they say, you know what, we're going to be breaking in a new quarterback. We're just going to buy you out, and we're going to slip in Bowling Green. Alabama probably wouldn't have the problem that we're sitting here talking about, that Texas problem, and uh, that team has grown up in front of our eyes. Uh, Bruce, let's move into the games and and, yeah. and kind of dive into it. Oregon-Washington, first up, 7 o'clock, ABC on Friday evening there from Las Vegas. Uh, big number here, Oregon minus the 10. I, I don't get this number, Ryan. Uh, what is everybody looking at? There's, they sound like Boo Corrigan on the committee here. Um you know, um, favored by nine and a half, ten. Washington has won 19 games in a row. Washington has beaten Oregon twice in that span, including earlier this year. Yeah, it was a game Oregon could could have won, but it didn't. Uh, Washington made the big plays Oregon had to make, and uh, Lanning made a few strategic errors, but Oregon still uh, lost. I know Washington has not won a game by more than 10 points since back in September. I think Michigan State game was the last one they did. Uh, but... They keep winning, and they execute extremely well in the clutch like that. Uh, the fact that DeBoer has beaten Lanning each of the last two years, went up to Eugene and beat him last year. Washington was the best team in the Pac-12 last year. It wasn't Utah, and it wasn't USC, and it wasn't Oregon. It was Washington. It was just a quirk of a tiebreaker where they didn't get in the championship game. I think this is the best team. I think I like Penix is cool here. Um, nine and a half, ten is a ridiculous number. This thing should be close to pick them. I would think Washington at a money line uh, wager, like near three to one. What I mean, am I am I watching something different here? All this team does is win. And I want to say one thing about DeBoer. Okay. That call he made on fourth and one in the deep late in the fourth quarter in his own territory, when a lot of teams just want to ram it up the middle and try to overpower your fourth and one, he had a creative play there. And uh, it was a big play. That took ingenuity. It took uh, confidence and bravery to make a call like that. And darn if it didn't set up the winning field goal. This guy's a better coach than Lanning. He's a better game coach. Washington wins this game, I think. I'm going to call it 31-27 Huskies tomorrow night. Does that influence either way? Uh, who would, would help Alabama? I'm not trying to look at it from a pedagogical standpoint, but uh, Washington winning, does that help one way or the other, in your opinion? It might help a little more, but, you know, my gut feel now, and I'm, it hurts to say this, I can see if Washington wins and they're undefeated and the Pac-12 was kind of tough this year, they deserve to be in the Final Four. Um, Oregon, the questions would come up because they lost a game uh, before, but I'm kind of thinking whoever wins this Pac-12 game 
they're going to put in the final four. I, I mean, this committee, this committee loves Oregon, and Washington's going to be an easy call for them. And Oregon, they seem to they've, they've already laid their cards on the table. Even if Bama beats Georgia, they seem to think Oregon is something special here. So uh, it looks like the committee has already sort of made its decision on that. That's what I'm thinking. But uh, I kind of think the winner of this game is in no matter what. Let's go to Oklahoma State, Texas. There, uh, the Big Twelve Big Twelve Championship in Jerry World, Texas, minus the fifteen and a half. I think that's too many. Although I want to be careful here because Texas uh, Texas can get things going pretty well, and even without Brooks, they're still able to run the ball well. That's very impressive last week um, against Texas Tech. It's very impressive to go into Iowa State and win, and that was a tough game, and they found a way to pull it out and make some big plays. They won the game at Alabama. I mean, they're good. And uh, what they can do this year, which Texas teams haven't done in recent years, and you mentioned no Brooks, but they're still running the ball pretty well. And Steve Sarkeesian said that uh, during the season. He said, what I like about this team is we can run the ball when the other team knows that we have to run, uh, that we're going to run. So that's a big plus there. It's made things easier on Ewers. And when he was out, when Murphy was out, and now when Murphy's in, and now uh, you know, Arch Manning is now the backup because Murphy's hurt, but uh, Ewers looks plenty good. Now, I, I wish this would have been Oklahoma getting another shot at the Texas here because they beat them once, and Oklahoma seemed to straighten out at the end of the year. Uh, but it's not impossible for Oklahoma State to do it here. It's not beyond them. I know Ollie Gordon put up these big numbers this year, uh, but they sort of turned their season around. It's after that South Alabama game, and that's when Gundy made the switch to uh, Bowman at quarterback, the Texas Tech, ex-Texas uh, Tech quarterback. And he, he gave them a downfield passing threat, and that is what opened up the field for Ollie Gordon, too, who got into the Heisman race at midseason with all those big games. Uh, they beat Texas last year. It is possible they could do it again. I don't know if they can, though. Um, and But that spread is probably too high. 34-24 is my score for Texas. Um, you know, I... Bama fans would would be hoping for Oklahoma State big time here. Um, And I think they'll make it interesting, but not quite over the hump. But plus 15 and a half, I'd take Mike Gundy. Michigan, Iowa. Michigan minus the 22 up at Indy, Lucas Hall Stadium. Well, I suppose this would throw everything into a tizzy if Iowa could pull the upset, but uh, it ain't going to happen, I don't think. Um, This, the Big Ten West, uh, was not much any better than Conference USA this year. I'm really. For sure, saying that. I mean, it was wretched football, absolutely wretched. And Iowa with that offense, I know the defense is rugged, but they're they're also playing against teams that can't do anything. They hit Iowa State very early in the season when Rocco Beck was making what his second start at quarterback, and Iowa State was going through some adjustments. By the end of the season, Iowa State beats Iowa. When they played one game this year against one of those big three from the East, they got smoked at Penn State, didn't score four first downs in the game, and that was before. That's when McNamara was still playing, I think, uh, at quarterback. Uh, Deacon Hill is just a very, you know, it's just a game manager at best. Michigan can name the score in this game. And uh, it's funny, uh, Ryan, they put a total in the first half on this game for Iowa at a half of a point. So if you bet it, and I think they might go under. I I don't know that Iowa's going to get in the board unless Michigan makes some mistake here. So I'm going to call it 31 nothing Michigan. I get the cover of the number. Blank Iowa. And let, one other note here. Had Northwestern beaten Iowa, and they darn near did, at last second field goal, 10-7 that game in Chicago, 
Um, Northwestern would have won the Big Ten West. That tells you how bad that half of the league was. This is a this is ridiculous, and I don't think Iowa has any chance this week. Let's go to Louisville, Florida State. That's the one that could probably help Alabama the most. It's in Charlotte, North Carolina, Florida State minus the two and a half. This is the one. And uh, Justin, we'll get to Bama in a minute, I know. But um, um, if Bama needs something to happen, I think Louisville's going to give them the most help realistically. Florida State's vulnerable now. Rotomaker's not bad. He's a serviceable alternative. He's not Jordan Travis. He's not going to make the big plays. They only had 224 yards of offense last week. They did show poise coming back against uh, against the Gators last week. But Florida helped out with a lot of mental mistakes in the second half. And I will point out, Rotomaker did come in last year in a game at Louisville early in the season on a Friday night. And uh, Travis got hurt in that game, and Rotomaker came in and ended up winning the game for uh, for uh, Mike Norville. So he's not a bad backup, but he doesn't give them that spark and the big playability that Travis does. They're sort of a pedestrian team with Rotomaker at quarterback. Louisville uh, blew that game last week against Kentucky, but they're capable here uh, with Brom. Uh, Plummer's put up some pretty good numbers at quarterback. He has that connection with Brom from the past at Purdue. Now, Jordan hasn't run for over 100 yards in over a month here, so they may have to get that going a little bit, but they have at times this season. The only game they really laid an egg was the pit game, uh, which would <laughs> concern me if I'm a Louisville fan. But we've seen, you know, Florida State's ridden a lot of lightning this year to get here. They've had some close games where they could have been beat, and the difference was Travis. They don't have him here, and this is the one that's going to help uh, Bama if it needs it. 27-24 Louisville. I think they do it Saturday night in the most interesting uh, ACC title game in a long time. All right, so let's go to Alabama, Georgia, because all of this stuff that we've talked about for the last 17 minutes, we're talking right now with Bruce Marshall, BAMSports.net, BAMSports.net, Vegas Insider, CBS Sports HQ, and many other great radio stations like this one. Uh, Alabama doesn't beat Georgia. All this is null. Uh, can the Tide pull off this upset? Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be much of an upset. I mean, I'm, this number's too high as well. And what's the difference between these two teams? It's back in the second week of the season when Georgia's playing Ball State, um, Alabama's playing Texas. I mean, you flip that around, you put Ball State in there uh, instead of Texas for the Longhorns, uh, for the Tide, and put uh, Texas on the Georgia schedule, this thing might be flipped. Um, like I said, I like the fact Bama came back last week. Georgia had trouble against Georgia Tech last week, which it usually doesn't have, and that was a scrap. For them, I'm not sure Brock Bowers is 100%. Beck has improved as the season went on. Uh, but Bowers is really has been the difference maker for them, and they've had some close games too. They needed Bowers at 100% to win that game at Auburn uh, back earlier in the season. Um, so this is not quite as overwhelming a Georgia team as in recent years. I don't think the defensive front is quite where it was uh, two years ago for sure and probably last year either. Good, real good, maybe not great. And I'm very surprised when I look at a lot of projections about this game. It's a lot of like, oh, okay, Georgia's going to win the SEC. Uh, no, this, I mean, there's a lot of dynamics similar to two years ago, except that Georgia could lose that game two years ago and still get to the Final Four. I'm not sure that would happen this year. But Bama, I mean, Milrow, I love the way he's come on better and better and better. You win a game like last week, it fuels the confidence. Um, and Nick Saban, he's lost a couple to his former aides in recent years, including one to Kirby two years ago uh, for the national title. But he's generally beaten his uh, former aides, as we know. 30-24 to 24 Crimson Tide, and I think they do it. 
and they make for a very late afternoon evening of viewing football elsewhere, Michigan game, and especially the Louisville game for Bama backers. With all that being said, Bruce, do you think Alabama, if they win, are they in, based on what you think could happen in these other conference games? Um, y- yes, a little bit better than 50-50 chance, but they're going to need one of those other teams to lose. And I'm talking <laughs> Michigan, that ain't going to happen. Sure. Texas, mm, it'll be an upset. It's possible. The one that's going to happen, I think, is Louisville, and that's going to be the game that would get them in. I can't fathom that an SEC champ would be left out of the Final Four. But this committee seems to have a bone to pick with the SEC for some reason. Yeah, that's the weird part, Bruce. I mean, as you said that, I mean, I I see the same thing. And and I've listened to these teleconferences each and every Tuesday night, and I'm like, why? Why? I mean, I know that the bully sometimes gets picked on, but um, that that seems to be where when you look at this – this committee, Bruce, uh, tell us how we can get more of your picks and, and, and everything that you're involved in. Yeah, thanks, uh, Ryan. Check us out. VegasInsider.com. That's where you go for all my picks. College hoops. How about one and I'll give you one night. Butler, I think, is coming on really nice for Thad Matter. And that's a whole new team he's got in that backcourt there. They'll be Texas Tech tonight. Uh, but uh, VegasInsider.com. College hoops, NBA, NHL, NFL, and college football. And we got a big conference championship weekend. VegasInsider.com. My stuff is also up there at CBS Sportsline, sportsline.com. Check me out on HQ, CBS Sports. Not sure when I'll come on there next, but they just kind of call me at 24 hours in advance and then I show up. And uh, Jimmy Ott's uh, uh, Bet Rivers podcast, uh, Sports Betters Paradise. Check me out there as well. It is Bruce Marshall, uh, Vegas insider and a professional handicapper, bamsports.net. Bruce, thank you again for your time. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the weekend here, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. Bruce Marshall giving us some thoughts on the game. We'll uh, take your thoughts. Keys to victory for Alabama. What are they? 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904. We'll take your comments. We'll take your thoughts. We don't have another guest for another hour, and uh, we do have two lines available if you want to jump in at 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9, 1230. WTBC, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The Alabama Pharmacy at Midtown, T.J. Thomas. He's the Nick Saban of pharmacists, and if your pharmacist doesn't have an Alabama shirt on, you don't want him. 205-752-0627. Sterile compounding facility, the only sterile compounding facility here in T-Town and West Alabama. All the compounding needs. The retail side, if you're looking for a pharmacy, many of those have closed here in West Alabama, and you're looking to transfer your prescriptions, pharmacymidtown.com, pharmacymidtown.com, conveniently located right there at the back of Midtown. You'll find the pharmacy at Midtown a huge part of our show. The Birmingham Racecourse Casino. 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide will not be denied. Can you feel it? I can. Georgia May. Maybe. About 410 on the Eastern time zone. That's where we'll be in Atlanta. And we will broadcast live from the ATL tomorrow. 
Let Phil Collins go for just a couple of minutes. Isn't this Phil Collins? Yep. I think he was with a band called Genesis 2, I think. Uh, I think. We're ready. We're ready. Well, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. I can't wait. I, I was there. He was with Genesis. He was, I think. know a little bit about the 80s. Not much, but I think it's the greatest music generation. I know. I know. The British Invasion. You guys would be uh, throwing stones at me, but uh, the 70s and 80s a little bit biased. Let's continue with phone calls. We are doing your thoughts, the keys to victory. What are they? What are they? In your opinion, Alabama wins the game. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Alabama wins the game by doing what? Oh, hold on. Scoring more points than the other team. Uh, <laughs> I need analysis here. Dawson, how are you? Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. Well, Ryan, first of all, business. Take care of little business here. Look. Okay. The 50s and 60s is the best music of all time, and there's no debate. And Are you sure uh, about that? and yes, and not the British invasion either. I mean, you think that we sit back in that? I mean, that's my generation. You think we sit back there and applauded the the, the British invasion? No, I hated the Beatles. So that just goes there. Um, How about Herman's Hermits? Did you like that? Oh, Herb was actually, actually he's a lot of fun, to tell you the truth. Uh, he had a couple of pretty fun songs. Uh, Henry the but, Eighth. Uh, but the basically, Eighth. the British, uh, yeah, well, no, I feel a piece of crap, yeah. but he did have, he did have, what I can't even think the name of it. That was a real pretty song. But anyway, Ryan, the British invasion was not accepted by real Americans, I can tell you that. We were Elvis <sighs> people. And, hey, and, and I uh, saw we were Elvis you. And, and, and I saw you on uh, Facebook a couple of days ago. Did you cut that recently, or is that a... Yeah, yeah, I just did that just the other day. Just the other day. Okay, I need to send Noah this. And and speaking of this, let, let me, this is a perfect segue. Dawson went on Facebook the other day and and, and did a movie. Um, tell you what, uh, Noah, I'm going to send this to I, we, We've been played at some point. It was okay. great. It was great. I, I was, but it reminds me because my boss here, and I've been going crazy, uh, I want to ask... All of our listeners, uh, this was a recommendation from our boss. When you know recommendations from bosses are, you, you got to get to them, right? I mean, it's on my to-do list. But we're asking all of our uh, great callers to submit a a Merry Christmas memo. So, in other words, you know, it would sound something like this: Hey, this is Dawson from, you know, Tide One Hundred Point Nine, and we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And we're going to play those throughout the month of December. And uh, We'll uh, send out a link. Yeah, that'd be that. fun. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, you know, that'd be great. I mean, I mean, even trying to make yeah. Bama Nick being nice. Hey, this is oh, Bama Nick. I don't Nick. know. I don't know. We better skip Bama <laughs> Nick. He might be drunk. But he... <laughs> well, we can do it in the morning. We can cut it in the morning. But, uh, <laughs> hey, this is Bama Nick, and I'm drinking one for you guys. Were you... <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, we, you know, we always talk about Merry Christmas, and certainly I'm a fan of Merry Christmas because it is Christmas. We don't celebrate uh you know, all the other days. Xmas uh, and all that stuff. Yeah, it's Christmas. Well, right, um, so, yeah, well, that sounds good, Ryan. Well, I hate, yeah, because you, you have some great callers, the best callers in America. And so that would be really, really, really great. And you can even give us a roll tide. You can even say, hey, this is Dawson, and I'm picking Alabama to win 75 to 3. 
Merry Christmas. There you and go. We'll talk. See, I, I, guarantee, mean, I mean, that's your trademark. Yeah, I, I guarantee I'm not going to say war. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. I tell you, there was some H E L L that went on down there last Saturday. I, I've never seen anything like it, but we need to move on. Okay, but, yeah. Right, I've been, I've, been watching, I've been watching football for a long time in the state. I've never seen anything like that. Never, And I've never seen anything like the explosion, the implosion. I know we call Whoa. it the implosion. Yeah, there it is. So, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Dawson, the implosion. I, I tell you what. The implosion at Auburn. You the implosion. Dawson, they were Brian, they were cheering, and they were jumping up and down and hollering. The lights when the lights were out, and, and the orange was, was glowing and all that stuff, and it was fights on the field and fights in the stands, and then we scored a touchdown. It was nothing but, there was nothing but roll tide, baby. I got to tell you, it was special. Dawson, you want to commit a crime tonight? Uh, well, I could help you, right? What you got in mind? I'd like to take that computer that's got that War Eagle thing and let's steal it and throw it in the middle of the Black Warrior River because it's also it's got, got to be got it's, it's time right it's time to destroy it's time to destroy that I got to tell you no because maybe we influenced the the game last week so we need all the you know like the the vibes or whatever these War people. Eagle. See, there it is. There it is. See what I'm talking about? You want to commit a crime tonight, Dawson? You want to commit- yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, we can, we can handle that. Oh, okay. God! All right. But, um- All right, so keys to victory. Keys to victory. Dawson, fill in the blank. Alabama wins a game by doing what? Well, first of all, Ryan, Kirby held out players last week. Now, if that tells you anything, Kirby held out players last week. Oh, so they're worried. Week. You're saying they're worried. They held out four players last week that could have played. Okay, don't you think about that. He held out four players that could have played. And then I want you to uh, add to that what the former Georgia back Georgia quarterback said last year in his face. In his face on set. You remember that, right? I do. I do. No, I do. I mean, it was so disrespectful. In his face. It basically said to Coach Saban, to his face, Bama is a has-been. Bama has been replaced. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, you remember the look on Coach Saban's face, right? I do. And, and it, okay. I was reminded okay. of it. I was reminded I don't of it have this to, week. I don't have to say anything else because our players will be ready. Coach Saban will have a plan. What is the key to victory? Have the right game plan. Have the right game plan. That's it. And execute it. Our players are capable of winning this championship. This is a championship game, and Alabama is supreme when you put them in a championship setting. So I'm I'm just telling you, I think they'll mop the floor with them. I, I think they're not coming in there playing games. So that's, uh, you know, that's the deal on... Well, think about Nick Saban on revenge games. Look at Nick Saban on revenge games, because even though it's been two years, we haven't played Georgia since. No, it's as good as it gets. I mean, it's as good as it gets. Nick Saban on revenge games, he normally fixes it. Last year, we were sitting at home at this time. Last year, we were sitting at home at this time. And this year, we control our destiny in that regard. We had two losses, and we were sitting at home hoping some kind of miracle. This year, it's in our hands. I have no doubt in my mind. This is the championship game. This is the game with the electricity. This is the game. This is the mountain that nobody wants to play. Nobody wants to play Georgia. Nobody. 
and we're going to play them, and we're going to beat them, and we'll be in that Final Four. I don't even like to use the word Final Four. It's like basketball. <laughs> we're going to be in the four. I can tell you that. So anyway, I'll let some people help people get on here. But Ryan, listen, this is it's beautiful. We got today and we got tomorrow. We got Saturday to celebrate, and then we'll celebrate all next week. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, man. Thank you, Dawson. We appreciate you. We'll continue with more. we got Jason and T-Town coming up in just a couple of minutes. More of your calls, 205-342-9904. Keys to victory, what are they? What are they? What are the keys to victory? When you're looking at this game, how do you see it? We've already taken your scores, but what do you think Alabama will take for Alabama to win this game? We'll continue with more of the game next. Tide, 100.9, WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. DanielMoreArt.com as we celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversary, that Alabama fan in your life. It's DanielMoreArt.com. Christmas time upcoming. You want to celebrate that Alabama fan by visiting the website. All the great prints celebrating Heisman winners, great coaches. Nick Saban and Alabama's given us so many great moments to think about. And we talk about living rooms. Tua Tungavailoa, second and 26. Devontae Smith, Heisman Heights, Mark Ingram, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Coach Stallings, Coach Bryant, DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word, the game gets a significant discount. You got to put it in the game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. And we would also ask when you say, where did you hear about this? We'd ask that you would select the game with Ryan Fowler. We greatly appreciate you going to DanielMoreArt.com. Com. Are you ready? Where college football season never ends. The game with Ryan Fowler. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9. That's big boy football. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. squeeze somebody up against the break. Jason, I'm going to hold you over to the top of the hour, give you plenty of time right there. We're going to lead out with you at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. That starts in two minutes right here on the game on Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. How would you like to come home to a bartender who will fix Castor's Kitchen Mexican food right there in Northport? If you're looking for the great specials daily, the fajitas are outstanding. The pastures dip, the appetizers, the fried ice cream, always a great option. It is Pastor's Kitchen Mexican food. Also find the food truck. And we are also now serving breakfast at Pastor's Kitchen Mexican food. Stop by the McFarland Boulevard location. You can also find them in Northside Pastor's Kitchen Mexican food with Pastor Garcia. This is Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Clouds increasing this afternoon, the high today 61. Cloudy tonight with rain moving in, the low at 47. Tomorrow, cloudy, a good chance of rain, maybe a thunderstorm, mainly during the morning hours. The high tomorrow at 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Dan Byer. The first ever flex of Monday Night Football will occur in week 15 of the 2023 NFL season. The league announcing today that the Patriots-Chiefs game, originally scheduled for Monday night, December 18th, will now be moved to Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock Eastern time on the 17th. In its place on Monday Night Football will be a matchup between the Eagles and Seahawks. The NFL also announced the three Saturday games for that week 15. They are the Vikings at the Bengals, Steelers at Colts, and the Broncos at the Lions. Week 13 starts with the Seahawks and Cowboys tonight, 8.15 Eastern Time. A warrant has been issued in Dallas for the arrest of Bills pass rusher Von Miller following an alleged assault of a pregnant woman. Police were called to a home Wednesday as a pregnant woman claimed she got into an argument with Miller where he then allegedly assaulted her. Miller was not at the scene when police arrived. The woman was treated for minor injuries at a local hospital. USC freshman Bronny James has been cleared to practice with the team and can now take part in full basketball activities. Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com, 3325 Scotland Boulevard and online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. We'd love to have you here as we open up the 3 o'clock hour. We'll take more phone calls coming up uh, right here at 205-342-9904. Jason, T-Town. Jason, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Doing pretty good, Ryan. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I ho- ready for this dog. Good. You going over? Uh, I am. I am. Um, I think it's going to be, a, a, for lack of better terms, a dogfight. Um, hopefully, uh, the, the keys to victory, let's start there. I got, I got a little bit uh, to discuss okay. with you. Yeah, please do. Uh, keys to victory. Uh, in my opinion, it's getting pressure on Beck, uh, giving Milrose some time, no matter if it's to uh, throw or to evaluate the situation and take off running. Uh, because I think if we use him to run a little bit, it's going to catch Georgia off guard. And uh, just just balance offense, uh, kind of touching on that. You know, uh, again, giving him some time to take off running if he needs to or to sit back for a second and uh, and be able to throw. Um, I know we're looking, looking ahead, but um, walking out of Jordan Hare Stadium was incredible last weekend with uh, all the hearts being ripped out. But, uh, again, we're looking forward at this point. Um, it, Ryan, it, it, at this point, if 
the college football playoff committee is just looking at the wins and the loss column. Why are we scheduling other teams like SoCal and Notre Dame and Wisconsin and stuff like this? You know what? I've had this debate in my head because what I thought was a huge reward to the season ticket holders may end up being, if they stick with this same type of criteria, it may end up being the wrong move. It may end up being punishment. Um, That sounds weird. You should be rewarding those teams, right? We want better games. We want better games for college football. Absolutely. Or do Uh, we want Bowling Green in Alabama? I mean, I I still go back (laughs) to say, if we went back in May and said, you know what? Let's just cancel this Texas game. You know, we're still going to be working in our quarterback. We're still going to be trying to develop our offense. Then then maybe we'll just pull back and we'll pay Texas to go away because we're going to be playing them, you know, in the coming years anyway. Uh, just back on out of it and pay them off. Exactly. As a season ticket holder, I'm, you know, I'm kind of torn. Uh, I like good, uh, you know, old school rivalries and, and big teams, uh, you know, but if, if they're just looking at the wins and the loss columns, uh, let's just schedule cupcakes. You know, let's let's go for some uh, some schedules like Georgia's had the past three years. You know, because there's there's no reward for playing big name schools at this point. Uh, and and let's talk about this college football committee. This this committee's a joke. You know, you've got a, a guy who owns a gym in Kansas. You've got a, a lady who's a professor. Uh, At know, Montclair just, State. Now, you, you got to put yeah. that in there, okay? I mean, it's just. Yeah. And let me tell you, I had to Google Montclair State to even see if they had a football program. I had no clue. I, I literally had no clue. But this committee is a joke. And, and just like uh, your previous guest was speaking to, it seems like there's some kind of a, a, a witch hunt against maybe, maybe the SEC as a whole, but uh, maybe Alabama uh, individually. It seems like they're trying their best and their darndest to just keep us out no matter what. Because, in, in, in my opinion, I, a, a lot, like a lot of people out there, I cannot fathom the SEC champions not going to the playoffs. How, how do you even validate that without just literally coming out saying, hey, we're, we don't want you guys in there because you guys have ruled the, the national championship basically the past You say that years. sarcastically. Jason, I almost <laughs> think that's their reality behind the scenes. Because I, I let, let's say you eliminate Georgia and you eliminate Alabama and you've got Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and I, I could have to put a fourth team. I guess you put Ohio State back in there or Texas. Uh, put Texas in there. Michigan, Washington State, excuse me, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and Texas. That's a jumbled up mess. Who knows who's going to be the winner? If Georgia's in there, it's everybody's playing for second place. I honestly feel like if they can keep Georgia and Alabama out, that they will. I, 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 that's, that's, that's well, how I feel. Jason, we just had a national handicapper just a couple of minutes ago does radio all over the country. He's part of CBS Sports HQ. He's part of many different other websites from the national level. He picks against games. He said he can't understand why this committee doesn't like the SEC. And, he, he, uh-huh. and you, you say, well, that doesn't really make sense. Well, let's go back. They didn't have Georgia to start this college football selection committee, the college football rankings. They didn't even have Georgia number one. No. No, and, and I think you spoke to this the other day. How how big of a conflict of interest are some of these committee uh, chairpersons? 
you know, you've got conferences that are dissolving, that are starving for money, that have a financial gain to have teams from their conference in the playoffs. And, you know, you've got the DA from Michigan. You know, there's there's such a conflict of interest with a lot of these committees. Like, are they are they just that hard up to find people, or are there are there that many people that see through this that thinks to high heaven that they want nothing to do with? It's it, it's so absurd to think that they are trying their hardest to keep an SEC champion out of the conference playoffs. It's 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 almost to the point. I I, I try not to talk about it because my blood pressure rises. It's it's absurd. And, and, you know, there's no transparency with these people. They say, oh, we take our hats off. Okay, well, sure you do. Nobody believes a word of that. Uh, just like you were kind of saying earlier this week, put a camera in there, have some transparency, because otherwise you guys, your bias is showing left and right, and it's so blatant that it's disgusting. And that's, that's all I got for you, Ryan. Uh, keep fighting the good fight. God bless, brother. Thank you. Thank you uh, so much. We appreciate that. Uh, that is Jason here in Tuscaloosa. Let's continue with more phone calls, and we go down to Robert in Mobile. Robert, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, man. How are you, Robert? Hey, uh, I think we all sense get this sentiment that deal with this committee. Um, it's you know they your previous guests they were hitting on the head. It's not so much that they love the Pac-12, or and I think it's worse than this. It's not so much they love the Pac-12 and love Oregon. I just think they just hate the SEC. And it's particularly Alabama. It's more driven by Alabama. But, but hatred why is that, hatred than love. Why, why? We all know it's jealousy. We all know it's jealousy, and they're sick of the SEC in particular, and in general, and Alabama in particular. I said early on, I think there are a bunch of people out there that's on the committee that would, that would you give them a preference. Okay, do you want to see George three-peat, or do you want to see Alabama win this next one? The majority of people would choose to see Georgia three-peat over Alabama. Just because the, the hatred of Alabama, you know, they still see Alabama as the king of the hill, despite the fact that Georgia's been winning all this time. It's still, they're still Alabama because I guess because they, they realize Nick Saban's still there, and the dynasty isn't as dead as they like it to be. So there is, there in lies that. I don't um, have a problem with the committee as in who they are, or their, you know, because. I think anybody with common sense and and honesty with 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 uh, with, uh was an honest broker and uh was a, who you got your bias but you but you're still honest would, would can pick the best four teams. I think any reasonable person can do it because you know we 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 all can do. It. I know I can do it, and I know you can do it. And I know and we don't we haven't spent all these decades in college football and and knowing this and knowing it. And I'm, I'm the average audience can do it. I bet if we pick a lot of uh. A uh, Michigan fans, if they again, if they meet the criteria, yeah, I'm pro Michigan, but I'm honest. They can do it. It's when you're not being honest, when you're not being an honest broker, when you are generally showing genuine hatred, you know, almost outright hatred. That's when you can't do this. That's when you make these ridiculous decisions that they've been making. But that's what we got going on right now. You, you can't, you can't, uh, like what they're saying, the uh, the way you win. Also, now you, you're just not winning. It's the way you win. Oh, wow. Well, if only we had known that's how it works. It's kind of like the field goal like post you know, change, don't they? Yeah. If we, Like you said, if we had known that's how it works, then we drop Texas, do what Georgia did, do what Oregon did, uh, and uh, just, okay, 
cupcake our way to the national championship and don't play any hard team outside of our conference. It ain't good for college football, but what incentive do we have to do this? <laughs> and so you, you see, the old system, the current system, takes away our incentive to do this in the future. Now, okay, the new system, yeah. Then 12-team playoff, yeah. Now the incentive is back again. But you're killing us with, the, with, the, uh, with this, with the old system. We shouldn't have scheduled taxes. We should have... Again, we're breaking in a new quarterback, breaking in a new offense line, breaking in these defensive and offense coordinators. We don't need you right now, Texas. Sorry, we'll, we got to get this team jail first, and then we'll, we'll hit you up next year. That's what we should have done. Have we done that? We'll be gold right now. And it just bugs me to the hill that the only conference that is set up for success, regardless of their of their of how their conference championship turns out, is the Pac-12. And you hear you, but you're going to look, and you're going to look Alabama and Georgia in the face and said, yeah, you you two, neither one of you are going because Alabama beat you, Georgia, but you're out. And Alabama, well, yeah, their first, they lost early in the season. Uh, well, you're out. Uh, meanwhile, both those schools will have played more teams in the top and beat more teams in the top 25 than anybody else. That's what you're doing. That's what they're going to have to say. No, forget body work. A body work won't matter. Doesn't matter. Hill of Beans this season. It's style points. It's how you look doing it. Which again, while we were saying, hey, you all know, may need to rack up some style points this year. The way this committee's doing, for all those people who thought with the style points didn't matter. Well, look at what the committee told you. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that the body work style points should look good. Yeah, it's even crazy <laughs> that we just discussed a couple of minutes ago with Jason. Is you almost look at the future of those non-conference games. Was that a mistake? And nobody could see the future because, as we said, the field goal posts change. But it yeah. could be. You know, when you start looking ahead yeah. and you start thinking about the motto uh, or, or that Jason and I was talking about, the, maybe your motto should just be schedule the weakest teams you can schedule. Maybe just go independent yeah. like Notre Dame and schedule Bowling Green and Ball State and uh, all the smaller schools in the MAC, and maybe get a few in the Sun Belt, and we'll call it. And day. look good beating them. Sure, why not? And look good beating them. We're like uh, what uh, the clown says because of the way Bo Nix look uh, look is looking with it, it beating teams. Like, really, dude? Since when is that a criteria? Now, forget the teams he's beating. He just looks good doing it. Yeah, that's where we are right now. It's again, it'll be fixed next year, thankfully. We won't have to worry about this next year. Okay, you can put Alabama at 12, even though we think we should be four. But, we'll okay, fine, we'll run the table on you from 12, and we'll see we'll see what you do with that. So, all right, we get off the seating. We might not like where we get seated, but at least we got a chance to get seated and run the table, which right now we don't have with this freaking system we got now. That, until now, it really didn't frustrate us now, but now here it is. Here we are with the frustration of it. And I disagree with Josh Pate the other day when he said, who says fans shouldn't be angry? Because he liked the, he liked the old system where, okay, it makes some people angry. That's only should be the case if there isn't a better way. If there's a better way to where, hey, the system is fair and nobody needs to be angry, then that's the system you should have. Just because you like the old system, that doesn't mean we should be frustrated because you, Josh Pay, I like Josh Pay a lot. I really like him a lot. I listen to the show all the time. I just always disagree with him on that. We know we shouldn't be sitting around being frustrated when we don't have to be because but, the system but is But flawed. Robert, I think what his frustration <laughs> is this, and I'm not trying to speak for Josh. Maybe maybe we could ask Josh to come back on and maybe describe this at a later day. 
I think his entire situation is why do we have four teams? Well, he doesn't. He didn't think we well, should no, even but, uh, have but, the playoffs I mean, at all. Think about why the rest of college football. Why do we have four teams, Robert? I mean, yeah, just, I, it never should have been four teams. <laughs> well, but but oh, no, 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 no. Why did we expand from the original two? Oh well, because of, initially in the camp, it, because of the SEC, SEC was there you go. winning, it was winning. Why? Why, I'm fine why, with why are we going beyond four? Because of the situation where we're in right now, you, 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 uh, you got you're going to leave out deserving teams. I forget, just an, I know it's an opinion, but based on the field of what they've done on the field of play, that will not be allowed to compete for national championship because of some arbitrary system of some arbitrary opinion of, of of a committee which makes no sense to anybody so that is that is patently unfair you're going to tell the sec we are not going to have if alabama beats georgia there's no way to, and they keep and they keep this nonsense up and everybody else win sec is out you're gonna have two best teams in college for sec out this and i've heard people saying well maybe georgia can make it that's gone no folks alabama can't beat georgia in the sec championship and then georgia gets in over alabama it's not happening either so we have no team in there if they keep this convoluted idea up that they got going right now. Two best teams in college football will not be playing for a national championship because of this because of this system. That makes this system patently flawed. And there's a fix for it, so we should pursue that fix. And that's what I've always been about. Hey, okay, yeah, this is this shows a flaw in my system. Okay, this fixes the system. It's working for the NFL forever. Why can't it work for college? And the idea that the uh, it cheapens the regular season, uh, come on, for when this when this twelve team next year, will we be any happier than Alabama loses to a Texas? Would that, would that still affect us any less? No, because the season's too short. There aren't enough. They're just the games are too. There's only what twelve games. We treat them all pressure because it, it's it, the season is so short. Now, is basketball or baseball where you got a like, god long season? Yeah, that cheapens the regular season. But it can't happen in football. It doesn't cheapen in the NFL with their 17 teams. I mean, 17 games is certainly going to cheapen in college football regular season with our with our 12. So that so yeah, the arguments for against the expanded playoff are always not good to me. And then now we see why we need it. Real quick, before well, I go, and, and you say keys to the game. Th- and other things, and I'll add this. Now, let, let you get the keys to victory. Is why didn't we just stop at eight? Well, the reason why we didn't stop at eight is because we couldn't say the best eight. I mean, that's why we're this going to season, 12. Uh, yeah, this season, uh, there will be a hard time. There oh, will be hard to on. do. Uh, no, I'm sorry. The thing that Penn State is not can't beat anybody beyond eight, beyond the number eight. I, I'm, so I heard somebody talk about Penn State. I wouldn't say that Penn State can't beat uh, uh, Oregon. I wouldn't say Penn State can't beat uh, who else is up there? Uh, 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 well, you, it, you, uh, you, Michigan or Ohio State. I can't say Penn State can't beat those teams, and I'm fine with the 12. I mean, it just—I mean, that's arbitrary. Yeah, 12 is fine. It still gets us—it still gets us to where we always want the best two teams. Well, they're not fine with the best two teams. Period. At the end of the day, now I do agree with you on uh, all these games, and we're not paying the players. That—that that really bothers me. So there's always there's that. Keys to victory are what, in your opinion, Robert? And what everybody else has been saying, two two things, of course, is the offensive, well, three, really, the offensive line, if they, they have to play the best game they play all season, Milrow has to play the best game he's played all season. With him, no indecision, 
Jalen, on when to run. With 200 yards rushing is on the table, get that 200 yards, no more passing the ball beyond the line of scrimmage or passing the ball, period, uh, when you you got green grass in front of you for 20 yards. Okay, dude, we need that. And uh, the defensive line, no more 200. They cannot allow the George to rush for 200 yards. They do that, then we got them. That's right, a good, good, good for me. Thanks, Robert and Mobile. We'll continue with more of the game. We've got Rodney Orr coming up in a couple of minutes. We're going to try to squeeze in one more call in the next segment, and then we'll go to Rodney Orr, and we'll go to Brad Powers coming up 4 o'clock. T-Town Tide, 100.9, WTBC. You're home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Ongoing disagreement with city leaders in Northport has led organizers of the iconic Kentuck Festival of the Arts to seek a new venue for the annual event. Deputies have charged a Moundville man with robbing an area gas station at gunpoint this weekend. Multiple donation drives are coming up to benefit West Alabama Toys for Tots. And the southern part of our listening area faces a marginal risk of severe weather Friday night and Saturday morning. For the details on all these stories and more, get connected at TuscaloosaThread.com. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Alabama Sports Updates. And severe weather information, download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app. Never pay for your news and sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Call Buck today, 205-331-3551. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with unmatched quality and service, and she's focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store, right next to Ion Apartments on 15th Street. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the towns and east. No active wrecks and traffic not too bad around town. Now, we do see a slowdown on McFarland. This is westbound from Rice Mine over to 69. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Towns and Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Towns and Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. It's the power equipment. If you're looking for chainsaw needs, if you're cleaning up those leaves or yard debris, you'll find the backpack blowers, the battery-operated tools, the Echo Outdoor Power Equipment, Crest Outdoor Power Equipment, the battery-operated tools by Husqvarna, and you'll also find great inventory on the zero-turn commercial and the residential mowers by both Skag and Husqvarna. Service department, do that end-of-the-season maintenance at Northport Power Equipment. It's two blocks east of the Northport Civic Center since 1996. 
Northport Power Equipment. The game is SEC Parlay Pick Day on Friday. It's made possible by Brian Harden Construction, a diverse business. Crane and equipment rentals up to 320-ton cranes available. The CNC machines, reverse engineering, laser cutting, specialists in modern construction. It's bhardenconst.com. Experience you can count on. Let's build something together. The website, very informative. It is bhardenconst.com. Brian Harden Construction industrial contractors and fabrication i-beam installation brian harden construction every friday made possible by brian harden construction tide 100.9 tuscaloosa weather clouds increasing this afternoon the high today 61 cloudy tonight with rain moving in the low at 47 tomorrow cloudy a good chance of rain maybe a thunderstorm mainly during the morning hours the high tomorrow at 67 i'm james spam on the abc 3340 weather center on tide 100.9 it's 57 degrees in tuscaloosa a national championship team covering a national championship team the best sports talk in the state tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app victory we'll take those at ryan c fowler on the twitter account milrose mobility him not holding on the ball to blong nye black could have a great game roydale could be utilizing screen that's coming from philip in columbia south carolina uh, bama's defense should not give georgia a clean pocket to throw they come after and harass him constantly mix it up on the defense make carson beck uncomfortable as possible that is coming from underscore real john underscore so uh frazier writes in milrose arms and both legs and we're taking a ton of comments and we're going to work those in i could not care less about the sec other than alabama hey i think some people would uh would, would be there why cheer on a bunch of teams that hates our guts i'm rooting for the sec Three wins, Alabama in the SEC championship game, the playoffs. So um, if those are the only wins for the SEC during the bowl season, that is fine with me. Gary writes in with that tighter, 3296. Jen writes in, focus, focus, focus. Josh writes in, Georgia deciding not to show up. Well, I guess that would be one way that Alabama could win, right? Keys to victory. Georgia not showing up would, would be a... We, we, can we should um, turn the sign the other way like they do in the old cartoons. I bet Josh is a lot of fun at parties too, right? Uh, I can imagine. I mean, he, he's a... I bet he brings the party. Uh, wherever Josh goes, he brings the party. So Josh... Oh, this guy's the Troy Beat reporter. Okay, well, good, good. I, I can tell he, he's a party guy. Uh, RTR Frankie writes in, being decisive and minimizing self-errors. Okay. Rammer Jammer writes in, Milro need to pass for 285, rush for 100, and the defense needs to have one turnover and turn that into a touchdown. Bama wins 35-21, roll tide. Mark writes in, just play Alabama football. That's a good point. Uh, Nick Saban spent some time focusing on those mental mistakes yesterday. Hearing some really good things from practice. They were a little sloppy at times yesterday, but uh, hearing some positive things and also trying to get some rest to try to get some rest. The middle reps can still be there getting rest. 13 games is a lot to play in. The, well, not in this league, but combined 13 games. Rodney Orr next, TiderInsider.com. Rodney Orr right here on the game. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 
Toyota.com, a huge part of our show. We are powered by those guys every single day. The service department, always great. The new inventory side, all those new Toyotas comes with that lifetime powertrain warranty. And right now, we have the most inventory that we've had in over two and a half years. Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, Highlanders, Forerunners, Tundras, Tacomas, also the pre-owned inventory. Most of the pre-owned inventory comes with that same lifetime powertrain warranty. See all of the inventory, TuscaloosaToyota.com and Tuscaloosa Toyota on Scotland Boulevard. Uh, grilling so often. If you want to dominate the grill today or any day, go visit our friends at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport. I walk in there all the time. There's new things added, whether you're trying to amp up the spice cabinet or whether you're going in for a great ribeye, a salmon swirl, a chicken swirl, which is that's what they're home of since 1978. The seafood entrees, the great cheesecake, the great pies that are made here locally in Alabama, the Blue Spring Living Water. You'll find it at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport under that roll tide bridge. Go see the friendly folks at Mark's Mark downtown Northport under that roll tide bridge. The longest running sports show in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. we welcome you right back into the game. We're going to Keys to Victory coming up with phone calls, but right now we're going to spin right here with Rodney or Insider.com, the editor, the founder of TITV, WVUA, each Tuesday, 6.30, 10.30 on the replay. Rodney Orr, I hope you're having an amazing afternoon. Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. Hey, Ryan, how are you? I'm doing awesome, man. I hope you are as well and uh, looking forward to kind of talking with you about this Alabama-Georgia game. I'd love to go back to the Iron Bowl for just a couple of minutes. Uh, Your big takeaway from Alabama's victory on the Plains. Well, you know, again, I think it's one of those games that we see down there. The script is, uh, you know, pretty familiar. I mean, we've seen it before. It wasn't, <clears throat> I say it wasn't a lot different than 2021, I guess, talking about the ending, you know, uh, the way it ended in dramatic fashion favorably for Alabama. But, uh, you know, I think that game was a little bit different. Actually, Ryan, and, and, and I know that there's a lot of Auburn people that are excited about Hugh Freeze and the way that played out, but I don't know about you, but I thought the game two years ago that Harson, that game plan and the way his defense kind of dominated the line of scrimmage that was probably a more impressive performance uh for Auburn to me and I say that because I really think that this game I I credit Auburn for playing well I really do but uh, I feel like this game was more about Alabama's lack of execution and the mistakes that they made and and that had they not made those mistakes this game probably could have gotten out of hand a little bit maybe it wouldn't have been so so much of a dramatic finish. And again, that's not taking anything away from Auburn. I think they did play really, really well. Uh, but I just think that a lot of it was just, you know, Alabama's lack of execution in this game. So, Rodney, when you look at this Alabama game, 
Uh, you, you think about Alabama and Georgia. You think about revenge game. But I, I think there's more to it. Um, you and I talked about this at length. David Pollock up on the set and the motivation that he provided last January in the Rose Bowl when he looked at Nick Saban and said, Georgia is the new standard in college football. And Nick Saban didn't say anything. He didn't have to, but the nonverbals were there, the eyes. Now, you know, David Pollock has come back again and made some pretty strong comments. Not that that will play the impact of Nick Saban's preparation, but if those players have a lot of pride, they're going to defend their football coach, and I think that's what happens on Saturday. Well, I think, uh, you know, I, I will say this, uh, as far as Pollock making this bold statement about, Kirby being the better coach that that's not this isn't what I'm referring to but I will say that he did make a good point that Georgia has been for the most part over the last few years they've been the one that has executed extremely well and I'm talking about over the course of the season and these seasons and and Alabama has been a little bit undisciplined uh, so I think he's right about that part of it that that uncharacteristically the last few years and and even this year i mean we saw it at auburn you know the way alabama executed was not uh, at a high level um not 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 the level that we've expected through the years and seen from nick saban's teams so i get what he's saying there uh now the other part of it about you know kirby being a, a better coach i'll just say this that i think what nick saban has done this year with this team has been really amazing to get them to where they are right Absolutely. now. I remember Ryan standing outside Brian Denny Stadium, you know, the night of the Texas game. Of course, it means a little bit probably more to me because growing up in South Texas. But, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, Alabama is, uh, this is not going to be a good season. It's not going to be, you know, what we're used to. I was already preparing myself for, for what was going to happen, and, and I figured probably a couple of more losses in the in the regular season in that stretch run that, that we, you know, had with Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Ole Miss, and, and, and so forth, LSU. Uh, I, I thought, yeah, you're not going to get out of that without at least one more, maybe two more losses. Uh, so I would say this, that he's done a phenomenal job, and you know what? I'm not sure any coach in America could have done the job that Nick Saban's done. And I'm going to go back to last year about the Ole Miss game. You know, I've mentioned this to you many times, Ryan. I thought that was the pivotal game was last year's Ole Miss game. I'm talking about 2022 Ole Miss game in Oxford. They really, Alabama needed to win that game desperately. And, you know, they found a way to do it, and they ended up going 11-2. and And I think it was all Nick Saban down the stretch last year. So uh, I think what he's done since that game has been pretty phenomenal. Rodney, when you look at the dogs, when you begin to kind of break this game down, uh, give me some things that you're glued in on uh, that may decide this outcome. Well, I think Georgia is just such a – they just remind me so much of what Alabama, you know, uh, through the years. Uh, they're, they're so mentally tough. Uh, I mean, they've won 29 games in a row. They know – I mean, obviously – they know how to win. I mean, and and they're if you beat them, you've got to beat them. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You got to be mentally tough. You can't turn the ball over. I mean, all the cliches that you can come up with, they really are applicable here to me, Ryan. I mean, I think that Alabama has to play a really clean football game. Um, you know, and on top of that, they probably have to have a few breaks. Uh, do I think Alabama's as good as Georgia, the, or that they can beat Georgia? I absolutely do. Uh, I, you know, I think there's ways to do that. I think there's ways that Alabama can do that. I don't think there's a lot of difference between the two teams, actually. Uh, but I do think right now it's the the mindset. 
I mean, I think Georgia's right. You know, they believe they're going to win every game. And Alabama kind of had lost a little bit of that, I think, uh, to some extent. But but I think it, you can see this team now over the last eight or nine weeks has really started to build that momentum, build that right mindset back. And I think you saw it, you know, Saturday, last Saturday at, at Auburn. I mean, this team never gave up. You know, and we had a, a national analyst on a couple of minutes ago, and he said, you know, he kind of admires teams that never gives up, that it, that they win these close games. And I I'm, I'm use the word battle-tested. Uh, there is one thing that we can say about this Alabama team. They're battle-tested. I mean, they are battle-tested. Um, they may not win at all, but they're also not going to give up either. Right. You know, I agree with you uh, 100%. I mean, what again, what they've done, um, you know, since the uh, – the Texas games are just really phenomenal. And, you know, I have to give Jalen Milrow a ton of credit because I think he's kind of been – he has been the leader of this this team. Um, and he's done a, done a fabulous job. Um, you know, he's, he's – look, early in the year, let's be honest, the, the fact is that they weren't performing uh, offensively. He wasn't performing uh, uh, to where he is now. The offensive line wasn't nearly where they are. It was all a work in progress. You had a new offensive coordinator. There were a lot of things that were, you know, having to kind of uh, go through a process uh, to get where they are right now. Uh, but, you know, that, that and it's tough, man. I'm telling you, you know, to, to be in his position where you, there's a lot of naysayers, and I know he's got that, that uh, you know, the, the slogan, Lank. Let all the naysayers know. I, I get that, but there were a lot of naysayers, and it, not Absolutely. just him. Yeah, sure. And not not just him, Ryan. I mean, it wasn't just focused on him. And you know what? It happens to well, that. That's part of playing quarterback at Alabama. I've all, often said that if you can handle playing quarterback at Alabama mentally and all this that, that goes with it, you can probably handle just about anything, and you can probably handle playing anywhere. I mean, it's it's that difficult. It really is. And I don't think people around Alabama really recognize that as much because they're around it so much. But I think that's the fact. And I think the way Milrow handled it, he handled it extremely well. Um, you know, he's he's made a lot of progress. Tommy Reese has done a tremendous job. You know, they've kind of found more of a niche for him. And uh, I think what we saw against LSU uh, with Milrow running the football, uh, again, I, I will say this, and I've said this, I've said it on TitanSider.com, I've said it on our TV show, Titansider TV, all these different things, is that I think Milrow, the one thing is last week when I was watching the game, I'm thinking, I'm saying, Jalen, you're, you're overthinking this thing. You know, run the ball. You just run it. I know, I admire him for being really doing a great job in terms of de- developing more as a pocket passer. I, 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 I really admire what he's done and that he wants to do that. But there's a time, man, you got these legs that he's got. Uh, this is part of your game. This is a huge part of your game. doesn't take away from you as being a pocket passer or being able to throw the football. You know, it, you've got the ability to change a game with your legs. And I think he did it against LSU. If, if I don't think they would have beat LSU without Jalen Milrow's legs. And I think it's going to require that against Georgia. Well, you brought that up, and you know we were talking about this uh, a couple of hours ago as we started the show. When you think about production in the sack department for Georgia, they don't get after the quarterback very well. Uh, they're not a team, when you think about sacks, they're 11th in the league in sacks. 11th in the league. They're in the 60s when you look at it from a national perspective. And I say all that to based on their strength of schedule, that number should be up, 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 and it's not. It's not. So... That seems to be a weakness that maybe Jalen Milrow can take advantage of. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they plan to defend him. You know, maybe they feel like they want to try to just keep him in the pocket, don't let him get out. But still, here's the thing, Ryan. I think he can hurt you from there. I mean, he's become much better as an intermediate passer. We talked about that early in the season. The one thing, okay, you're throwing the deep ball. You're, you know, you're hitting these little short players, but you're not really throwing anything 12, 15, 18, 20 yards. I mean, he hit on a third and long early in the game. He hits Benson down the middle, you know, with about a 15 yard strike that Benson, you know, took for about 15 more. But, I mean, it, that that's the kind of throw. If he can make those throws, and he can, he's gotten a lot better at it, then, I mean, he's got the package to me uh, in terms of, you know, kind of keeping this Georgia defense off balance. And I think, again, I, I'm, I'm talking here, and I'm, I'm meaning be decisive as a runner because then all of a sudden you've got Georgia really on their heels reeling, and that just opens up everything. I mean, it opens up the run game. You saw, and again, I understand LSU's not Georgia defensively. I understand that. But at the same time, it really opened up the inside run game. It did a lot of things for that offense. And and I think, you know, in this game, he's got to be able to bring his full package, uh, you know, on Saturday for, for Alabama to have a chance to, to win the game. Rodney, when you think about the score, uh, what was your prediction? I picked 31-28. Um, you know, again, I think Alabama's got to score some points in this game uh, because I think, you know, obviously Georgia's got a tremendous offense. Uh, they've only given up eight sacks all year. You give Carson Beck time, you know, he's going to pick you apart. They've got a lot of weapons. They throw for 310 yards a game, Ryan, which is, you know, Georgia's really, really improved as a passing offense. Uh, so they're, they're dangerous. Uh, they're really, really dangerous offensively. Uh, can Alabama slow them down somehow? Can Alabama generate a pass rush? Uh, that's another thing, you know. So we'll see about all those things. But I, but I did. I picked it thirty-one twenty-eight Alabama. Take that score. Let's say that happens, Rodney. You're as level-headed of a reporter as I've ever been around. Uh, you're a guy that doesn't go, you know, peaks and valleys. You're you're pretty just level-headed. Thirty-one to twenty-eight. If Alabama beats Georgia 31 to 28, I know there's some other things that need to happen. What would you say about the college football playoffs? Do you think Alabama's in with that type of performance? Well, first of all, you're asking me what I think. So here's what I think. I think that these are the two best teams in college football. They're the two most talented teams. Those other teams are really close, some of them, and they're good. I get it. They could probably beat both these teams on, on any given day. But I think these are the two best teams. This would be the biggest win of the season. You're talking about a team, a program that's won 29 in a row, Georgia. Uh, they've been the back-to-back national champions. Now, that really is just doesn't mean anything for this year necessarily, but what it does mean is they're 12-0 and this year, you know, and they're the favorite in this game. And you're really going to their backyard. Nobody talks about that. This is Georgia's backyard in Atlanta, okay? This is basically a home game for them. So you go over there and you beat that team. Uh, it doesn't really matter what the score is to me. You beat that team. Uh, you've got one loss. You've gone through the SEC undefeated. You're the SEC champion. Um, I don't see how it can't be Alabama. Now, is there a, could, could something happen that it comes down to Alabama and Texas? There, there's just so many different scenarios that could play out. They, but but I really believe it's going to be hard to keep Alabama out if they win, Ryan. I really, really do. Even if all the teams in front of them win, uh, I say all of them, obviously that's not going to happen. But uh, 
I mean, let, let's just say that they they don't have enough. If you just looked at it, moving up from eight, that that it would be, uh, you know, all the teams that you expect to win win. Then I, I would say Alabama still gets in. I, I, how can you put Florida State with a backup quarterback? That I mean, you know, all due respect to what they've done this year. You know, they, they it, but their quarterback got hurt. I think that's setting up for for really bad if if, if Florida State were to get in. And, uh, uh, you know, that could be a TCU-type game that we saw last year. Nobody wants to see that. Well, and, and I think the flip side of that, let's say you were moving Alabama and Georgia, and you have a Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Texas. That's a pretty fun playoff boring. because, they, well, boring would be the word, but, but, but I think when you look at it, maybe that's what they want. Maybe they want to leave the SEC out. Um, I say make it hard on the committee. Uh, Alabama, go get the job done. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think if they win convincingly, then uh, then it's probably no question. But, you know, I, I just really think, Ryan, it's got to be tough if, if Alabama beats Georgia, uh, all the things that we just went through. I, I think it's got to be tough to, to leave them out. I mean, is it, could I see a scenario where if it's Alabama and Texas, and then the argument is, well, we beat Alabama by ten points in Tuscaloosa. I can I, I can understand that. I understand that was a long time ago. It was the second game of the year. Uh, a lot of things have changed since then. But it is an argument. I mean, you know, I would feel probably the same way if the roles were reversed and it was Alabama who'd done that and gone to Austin and did it. But at the same time, I, I just think it's going to be really difficult if Alabama wins this game to keep them out. And I'm I'm, I'm going to make you a – I don't want to say a bet. Okay. How about just a guess? Sure. I'll make you a guess right here that if that if Alabama wins, they're in. We'll see the power of Greg Sankey. Uh, he's on that com- – he's on the committee that develops the future. And uh, regardless if they're in or not, when, when you look at it, I still think we've got to take a look at our selection process. It just, I don't think this is the best way to decide. And I know we're going to 12, but when we talk about bye weeks and home games and economic impacts of local communities and these different things, I I just think that we can do it better by at least putting better football minds on this committee. Uh, Not all ADs, man. Put some former coaches. There's a lot of coaches uh, that would love to have a role. Put those guys on this this committee. Let them decide. Because every coach that I've heard break down Alabama – it's much different than than us as analysts because they see the Jalen Milrow, the threat that, you know, it's hard to defend that type of offense. They see Alabama's defense. And, you know, I heard Herm Edwards the other day. He didn't have a dog in the fight. He's just looking at Alabama. He's going, uh, if they're not a part of the four, if they beat Georgia, then I don't know what I'm looking at. And, and he, I heard him break it down, and he was just – it's smooth the way these coaches look at it. They know. They know. The coaches do. But there's just not enough coaches on that on that committee. There's one, Jim Grobe, and he's got some credentials, but I think there needs to be more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, it, it's unfortunate because I do think that the goal should be to get the four best teams – and I know that can be difficult sometimes. I uh, I get that, um, but uh, I don't think I think sometimes they make it a lot more difficult than it needs to be. That it has to be. I mean, because it's not. Uh, again, we have to see how all this plays out. Uh, but and and hopefully, Ryan, as you said, moving forward, it'll be a. They'll come up with some kind of process that'll make it a little bit, uh, a little bit better. Of course, the expansion may help that some. 
Rodney or TotterInsider.com, TotterInsider.com, the editor, the founder of TITV, each Tuesday, 6.30, 10.30 on the replay. It's archived there on TotterInsider.com. Rodney, I appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day. Appreciate it, Ryan. Take well, We will continue with more of the game. Brad Powers coming up, top of the hour, T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. All Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We have one more guest. It's Brad Powers, the professional handicapper. Brad Powers Sports. We're going to go to Las Vegas, and then we're going right back to phone calls. I, I see all those phone calls, and I'm going to get to them. Bubba, Northport, Biscuit Brews, Anod down in Florida. Brad Powers is next, and he will be our final guest, and then we're taking phone calls the rest of the way home. Keys to victory. I'm going to love to hear your thoughts. You've heard mine. We'll hear Brad Powers next. T-Town Tide, 100.9, WTBC. You're home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health, and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Call Buck today, 205 331 3551. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with unmatched quality and service, and she's focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's CBD store, right next to Ion Apartments on 15th Street. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We got a wreck on 69 southbound at Bobby Miller Parkway with delays. 69 northbound congested at Union Chapel. McFarland westbound slow from Academy Drive to 69 and then slow between University Boulevard and Skyland. Lurleen slow both directions in Northport. Now, if you see other conditions, give me a call 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. I'm attorney Stephen Mizrano. Did you know that insurance... WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Famed from the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles... Dan the first ever flex of a Monday night football game will take place in week 15 of this NFL season. Out are the Patriots and Chiefs. They'll now play Sunday, December 17th in Kansas City at 1 o'clock Eastern time. The new Monday night game, Eagles and Seahawks in Seattle, December 18th at 8.20 Eastern time. Seahawks tonight will face the Cowboys to start week 13. That's from Arlington at 8.15 Eastern. An arrest warrant has been issued in Dallas for the arrest of Bills pass rusher Von Miller following an alleged assault of a pregnant woman on Wednesday.
Wednesday. Eagles defensive tackle Fletcher Cox didn't practice today. Neither did Texans tight end Dalton Schultz, but Texans wide receiver Tank Dell was on the practice field returning from a calf injury. USC freshman Bronny James has been cleared to practice with the team and can take part in full basketball activities after suffering cardiac arrest during a workout in late July. Tiger Woods is at plus three after the first round of the Hero World Challenge, eight shots back of the lead. the Tide 100.9 app. Our team is going to be heading over to the ATL. I'll be broadcasting live tomorrow afternoon there in the ATL. Going to be having a lot of fun. We're going to be talking a lot of Alabama Crimson Tide football. We're going to be taking your phone calls on an SEC Parlay Pick Contest presented by Brian Harden Construction tomorrow starting at 2 o'clock. We're going to go to our professional handicapper, Brad Powers, coming up in just a couple of minutes. Noah, I see you got that mic very, very close. You got something to say? No, I was just going to say, I think I'm going to send you with a box of tomatoes. So if you see any, like, Georgia fans, you can just you, you throw th- them at them. You want me to throw them at them? Yeah. Don't, don't dare me. Don't dare me. Let's go to Brad Powers here, powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com. Brad, I hope you're having an amazing afternoon. Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Brad, I know the way that you analyze football, power ratings, power ratings. Um, I'd care, I'd be very curious to hear your reaction to the College Football Selection Committee's rankings. Uh, it wasn't so much the rankings. It was a comment made by Bill Han- Hancock, the, you know, the director. But um, said, "Hey, our our job is to to, to get the four best teams, uh, and not the uh, the four most deserving teams. Just isn't part of our language, which I thought was an absolute joke because they've never been about the four best teams. If it was the four best teams, then I'm here to tell you, Alabama would be a slam dunk to make the the, the playoff every year. It just it wouldn't matter. Games wouldn't matter because I mean, when I think about best teams, I'm thinking about you know who would be favored over who on a neutral field." Uh, and I know Florida State's getting a lot of discussion because their quarterback is hurt right now. And are they one of the four best teams? Absolutely not. I wouldn't even put them in my top ten. I wouldn't even dare to even dream about putting them in a top ten right now. But uh, if they go 13-0 and and they're a conference champ, I don't know how you would leave a team like that out. I, re- I really wouldn't. I mean, that would just be uh, unprecedented, to say the least. And if we're really about the four best teams, then, hell, Washington, in my opinion, could beat Oregon, and I, I wouldn't put Washington in there. Uh, they'd be 13 and all. If you really want the four best teams, I mean, you'd be looking at Georgia, Oregon, Michigan, Ohio State, and Alabama. Those would be the only the five teams that would get consideration as far as I was concerned. Well, there seems to be this big debate about deserving and best. Uh, we They say best, but then they kind of back down. It's just this whole entire thing, Brad, I've said it. You, how, how long have I featured you? Five, six years on this show? I've said it from the get-go. Put handicappers on on, on the selection committee. Brad, you have one bias, green, green, and being correct, right? That's your bias. You, you yeah, removed no, it. Yeah, no question. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you'd have to have somebody like that also understood that, hey, I mean, if a team's unbeaten, I mean, I'm not talking about a group of five, like a Liberty, I'm, I'm, but you also got to, you know, take into consideration if a team's unbeaten, they, they deserve to go. Otherwise, why are we playing these games? 
I mean, if Alabama gets in over Texas, I know you guys would be happy there, and I understand that. Uh, but why was that game played uh, in Tuscaloosa earlier this year if Alabama gets in over Texas? I, I don't understand when they have the same record. That that Even though I would favor Alabama over Texas on a neutral, I'd favor Alabama three right now over Texas on a neutral. Uh, it can't be always about power ratings. I mean, there, there there has to be results have to matter a little bit. Sure, sure. Well, but I'm, I'm assuming. But they, then they need to say that. Then they need to say, hey, we are going to put in, you know, if, if there's four undefeated conference champs, I don't care that an Alabama or an Al- hell LSU would be favored over Washington. I mean, if you want to really put better teams in there, Notre Dame would be favored over Washington. Uh, I, I just I just think they should say that, hey, we value the zero in the win-loss column. We value conference champs. I mean, they need to say that. So, Brad, when when you look at it, let, let's debate the team because you, you brought up a really good point. You said Alabama-Texas, you would favor Alabama minus the three if they played again. Alabama minus uh, – Alabama-Oregon on neutral field. Well, how would you handicap that game? Uh, Oregon three. I think people would be really surprised how high I have Oregon. Okay. So you would have Oregon as the favorite there. Alabama-Florida State on a neutral field. Uh, right now, Alabama 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Um Alabama, Michigan. I mean, I'm looking really ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, Michigan too. Okay. Washington, Alabama. Alabama would be right around seven. Oh, wow. All right. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking. I don't want to even debate Ohio State, but I, I still think there could be a pathway for those guys. It, it depends on a lot of things happening, but because I heard the committee the other evening, or at least Boo Corgan, uh, the selection chair, on a teleconference following his announcement on ESPN, I mean, he, he was asked more about Ohio State, and it seemed like he had more things positive to say about the Buckeyes than he did, you know, some of the other teams that maybe are on the outside. Maybe they see a path for them to work their way back into it. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I hear it. I know, I know. I mean, yeah, I would need a lot, a, a hell of a lot to happen there. But uh, are they one of the – Would they again, like I said earlier, what we, I mean, if we're talking best teams, They'd be in the mix. They'd be one of the five that I would consider. Brad, let's go to some of these games and and kind of breaking it down. Let's go Friday evening, Oregon-Washington. This is a big number, Oregon minus the 10. Yeah, if you're surprised at my Oregon number and my, my Washington number <laughs> as far as the comparison to, to Alabama, well, not, now you see why I have Oregon 10 over Washington. Uh, I'm not surprised by the number. I, I just think Washington, I know they've won games, but, I mean, they scream TCU to me. I mean, they've won eight straight games by 10 points or less. They necessarily, people are like, oh, they played a tough schedule. Well, when you're struggling against uh, Arizona State, Stanford, Washington State, I mean, I mean, we're talking games that are literally down to the final possession in those types of situations. So, um, Michael Penix doesn't look healthy, their quarterback. I think Oregon has no idea what's going to happen on Saturday. No, no idea. So, they have motivation for margin. They also have motivation to get their quarterback bow next to the Heisman Trophy. I like Oregon in the game. So and you, the point, I mean, and when I mean the game, I don't mean winning. I mean covering. Brad, this, I was going to ask you another team, and I certainly will, but how do you, as a professional handicapper, calculate the motivation? Because if you're Oregon and you're sitting there at Dan Lanning and you're going, okay, do I want to run up the score if I get a chance? How do you calculate that? Is that part of this because Oregon not only needs a win, but maybe they need an impressive win. Maybe they need, you know, to confirm that they're part of the Final Four. Maybe they go out and, and, and kind of run the score up if they get that opportunity. Do you calculate that at all? Yeah, you, I mean, I, it's tough to quantify it, but it makes you 
anytime you're back in a fair, you always got to have that in the back of your mind. You know, you got to talk about the motivation for margin uh, because in betting a favorite, uh, that, that has to be a, at least a little bit of your thought process there, especially this time of year when you can, you kind of see it. Uh, you know, you saw it with LSU. I thought, you know, Gene Daniels in, in late in the fourth quarter against Georgia State said that uh, to me, uh, <laughs> they're trying to get this guy the eyes and trophy. So, I mean, sometimes you can actually see it uh, that the, the teams to want to uh, as far as getting motivation for margin. I see it with Penn State a lot, James Franklin. Uh, he just uh, he knows the point spread. I'll put it that way. Uh, he's not afraid to, to go for a cover play in the final minute if that's what, what needs to be done. Uh, so, yeah, it has to be a factor in there. Is it the factor? Is it, oh, you know, I mean, I think Oregon has motivation for margin. I'm going to automatically bet Oregon this week. No, I mean, it doesn't come down to that. Oklahoma State, Texas. Uh, trust me, there's going to be a lot of eyes inside the Mercedes-Benz Stadium over in Atlanta that are going to be watching their phone in this Oklahoma State, Texas. Texas minus 15 and a half. What do you think? Yeah, again, probably seems steep, but I'm part of the Texas money. I mean, again, they I think they have motivation for margin. They have, again, no idea. No, no what Oregon did, but they have no really no idea what's happening after them. I, it's more of a play against Oklahoma State. I, I think it's a fraudulent team. I know they can get up for certain games, and they got up for Oklahoma, and they beat them. Meanwhile, Texas lost to Oklahoma. But, I mean, it's tough for me to get out, you know, big-time losses against South Alabama, blowout loss, a 42-point loss against UCF. Uh, I mean, a team that has been down double digits the last two weeks. When, when the Big 12 championship game has been on the line for them, I mean, they're coming out and they're down double digits to Houston and BYU. I just... I don't think they're very good. The stats say defensively they're not good at all. I mean, they're only ranking the top 100. If you're looking at yards for play and yards for game allowed by Oklahoma State. So I think Texas gets a comfortable win here. Uh, so I would lean towards uh, laying the 15, uh, and I would, but I prefer the over. Okay. Do you think if Texas wins, you think they're in? Good question. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's 50-50. Okay. I really do. Even, I mean, even I, with a win, 50-50. Okay. Even with a win. Well, I mean, it, it depends on, you know, the Florida State's 50-50 game. And that's the game that it depends on. I mean, Florida State wins. I, I, are you leaving Florida State out of 13 or no? I just, that would be, that'd be something if they did that. Michigan, Iowa. Michigan minus the two, uh, 22. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was about to say two. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Historic. I mean, it's only happened. I look back the last forty years as far as a three touchdown plus favorite and a total of thirty-seven or less, and the favorites two and eleven. Now that's just a trend. But I always, when you have an historic number, I mean, I, I look at the points right. I look at the total. I immediately, well, how have these favorites done in these situations? Well, not good. Does that mean I, I'm going to run to the window to bet Iowa? No. I mean, <laughs> the, the only real team they played all year. I mean, the Big Ten West has been a total joke. Was Penn State. They lost thirty-one nothing. So uh, I'm passing, and you don't hear me say pass too much, but I'm passing that game completely. Now let's go to the game that if Alabama wins, there's going to be a lot of people running out of the stadium and going to find a television. ABC, seven p.m. Charlotte, North Carolina, Louisville, and Florida State. Uh, FSU minus the two. Yeah. Uh... A lot of money coming in on Louisville. I'm a part of it. Just to understand if you're wanting to bet Louisville, the line was six and a half a couple of days ago. I mean, you're, you're betting that some of this moved five points already. And totals moved six points as far as to the under. There's going to be some weather. Uh, I, I think, who does that favor? Uh, I, I think it favors Louisville, obviously. Uh, I think that 
they got a little bit better at the ground game. Obviously, they got a more experienced quarterback. I just I don't think you're catching a cheap price uh, on either. So I think Louisville and the under of the sides. I just if you if I woke up on a Sunday morning and this was the opening number to the game, I wouldn't have bet it either way. All right, take take because Alabama fans care less about the spread. Give me your probability of winning. Who, who do you think wins the game? Just yeah, four state maybe fifty five percent chance. Almost a true coin flip. Okay, so so a true coin flip. Um, all right, let's go to Alabama, Georgia. Uh, when you look at this from your perspective, what is something that grabs you about this matchup? Uh, I'm more on the – I'm intrigued by the line movement. I mean, early week money was on Georgia. We saw buyback on Alabama at six and a half. Never got to seven. I was hoping it would to, to have an Alabama ticket in my pocket, but it just never got there. And now we're sitting at five and a half, a dead number in the marketplace. What do I mean by that? A dead number, uh, it's not, you know, your general football scores, three, seven, 10, 14 difference. Uh, five is just dead. <laughs> it just, it's not a football score number. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where the move is here. I can tell you one of my favorite places of the week is the over, believe it or not. So breaking it down, obviously Alabama's offense, you look at the last three, four games, it's their best three, four game sample size of the entire season. Uh, I'm, the offensive line is playing a lot better. They're protecting Milrow. His confidence is at an all-time high. Obviously, now you got 12 games under the new coordinator and Tommy Reese. So, a big thumbs up for Alabama's offense. Georgia's defense, I don't know if you've been paying attention. Teams have been able to run on them the last month, which has not been the case. Forget this year. I'm talking the last three, four years. Nobody's been able to run on Georgia like these last four opponents. So, there's going to be some opportunities there for Alabama to take advantage. And they can run a little bit, sets up play action. We know. Obviously, no role control the deep ball as well as any quarterback in the country. So I do like Alabama's offense, but I also like Georgia's offense against Alabama. I am this isn't one of your great Alabama defenses. It's solid, it's okay, but I also like Georgia's. I think this Georgia offense is better than what they've had the last couple of years. They just got more weapons. And I actually think it's a blessing in disguise. Like guys like Brock Bowers, McConkey have been hurt this year. They've had to find other players, and now those guys have become a little bit playmakers. And now McConkey and Bowers are healthy. I like an over, over 54 and a half. Probably my favorite total of the week. Okay. All right. So, Brad, you're expecting kind of a, not really a shootout, but I mean, you're expecting a lot of points to be scored if you love the over here. I mean, you're, you're expecting 30. Yeah, no, enough. I mean, it's not like I'm expecting, you know, <laughs> the game to be, you know, 38, 35 wild one, but I mean, I, I'm cashing at 30 to 27 ish, 31, 28. I kind of see something like that. I know people, when they normally think oh, SEC football, they probably think defense. Uh, out of the last 12 SEC championship games, 10 have gone over the total. I just think good offense. Look, when you got an SEC championship game, even when I even used the Ohio State-Michigan game as an example, when you have good units on both sides of the football, good offense beats good defense anymore. I mean, the, the Ohio State-Michigan series gone over nine straight times. You think under, you think low scoring with those two teams, it's gone over. This SEC championship game, 10 out of 12 gone over. So uh, just good offense beats good defense. And, and we got good offenses here. Brad, I want to I want to point out a stat for you and just just ask you about it because you you mentioned Georgia's defense a couple of minutes ago that you're able to run on that team. Now we also watched Chase McClellan; he's not been able to practice a lot this week. He may have done some things on the side, but yep. but Alabama's deep at running back and and watch the name Justice Haynes because Alabama's went to yep. these fresher backs when in deeper in the season. I mean, I remember Derrick Henry's coming out party 2013 Oklahoma down in New Orleans. So just keep an eye on that because that could be a uh, a punch when you look at it, but I always look at the pressure on the quarterback. George is 11th in the league 
in getting pressure to the quarterback. That number should be a lot more. It's not. That could be another problem for the dogs. Yeah, I mean, it's not been great for them the last couple of years as far as getting pressure. I know uh, they just – I'm anxious to see how Kirby defends Milrow. Uh, does he put an extra guy in the box? Uh, is he afraid of the deep ball? I don't, I don't know. I don't have that answer. So uh, I, I hear you on that. I definitely agree with the Haynes take. I mean, I thought he was maybe even the best running back in the spring game. You could tell, you know, Saban loved him even at that point. Uh, and I thought in the most high-profile situations – or at least the most high leverage play of the game last week was the fourth down. I mean, they pitched it to Williams on the outside. So, I mean, I, I don't think they're, they're missing McClellan too much this week. Brad, tell me about everything that you're involved in for this weekend is our final weekend of the college football and the, the conference champions. I know we didn't touch on every single game, but if people want more, tell me how we can get that. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, X, uh, Brad Power 7. If you like what you see there, you can head on over to the website, bradpowersports.com. Brad Powers 7, BradPowersports.com, our professional handicapper that we feature here every single week. Brad, have a great rest of your week, and hopefully we're talking next week, and we'll talk about some college football playoff matchups. I love the lines. I love the future lines. Hey, I just got a text. How about a Heisman favorite right now, according to Vegas? Who is it? Because Do I, don't, I don't have that it's information. It's Bo minus, uh, yeah, minus like 170 over Jane Daniels. Okay. And I guess all that depends so, on I mean, here's, here's yeah. yeah, here's the thing. Like, Georgia's a big favorite. I mean, Oregon's a big favorite. You don't want to lay 10. You don't want to lay money line minus 380. If you like Oregon to win and beat Washington, just bet Bo Nix to win the Heisman minus 170. There we go. Brad, thank you so much. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thank you. Brad Powers helping us out there. We're going to continue with more of the game. Todd, 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Dot Sports. Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Ongoing disagreement with city leaders in Northport has led organizers of the iconic Kentuck Festival of the Arts to seek a new venue for the annual event. Deputies have charged a Moundville man with robbing an area gas station at gunpoint this weekend. Multiple donation drives are coming up to benefit West Alabama Toys for Tots. And the southern part of our listening area faces a marginal risk of severe weather Friday night and Saturday morning. For the details on all these stories and more, get connected at TuscaloosaThread.com. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Alabama Sports Updates. And severe weather information, download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news and sign up for our daily newsletter with news of the credit union. Feel good about your money. AlabamaCU.com. The mobile app makes banking so much more convenient. All the mobile deposits, many times you don't even have to go into the bank to manage your money. Whether we're talking about checking, savings, mortgage, home equity loan, financing a vehicle. And remember, Roll Tide, show your pride with the official credit card of the University of Alabama Alumni Association, alabamacu.com, Alabama Credit Union with great branches all over West Alabama and throughout the state of Alabama, Alabama Credit Union. Rumsey Environmental, serving the sound of my voice with waste removal services, portable toilet services, construction debris removal containers customized to fit your job site. Maybe it's remodeling. Maybe it's the storage containers. We did this about a year ago, moved all of our furniture into a storage container, brought out the construction debris removal 
multiple containers. They customize to fit your job site. When you talk about when you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental, 205-248-0002, 205-248-0002. Rumsey Environmental, a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. Do you need help? At 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Clouds increasing this afternoon, the high today 61. Cloudy tonight with rain moving in, the low at 47. Tomorrow, cloudy, a good chance of rain, maybe a thunderstorm, mainly during the morning hours. The high tomorrow at 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. We built this city on rock and roll. Built this city. Let's have some fun. Last 90 minutes. On a Thursday afternoon, we're going to be leading in to the Nick Saban Show coming up at 7 o'clock right here with Eli Gold. We'll also have the Hey Coach portion at 6.30. Noah, you're getting way too close at Mike. Am I making a mistake? No, Nick Saban Show, 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, yeah, it's well, it starts at 6.30. 6.30, sure, but like, Hey Coach is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you just ran to that mic, and I was like, uh, did I? Because I know at some point we will transition from a Thursday to a Monday, so yeah, I believe that will be in the future. So tentative Monday Hey Coach. On the 11th, okay, but it is for sure going to be on the 18th. Okay, okay, you, you just you scared me when I saw you getting close to that mic because he's the official guy. He's the guy that plugs in all this information, and I, I thought I was fixing a misquote. But uh, Eli Gold, Nick Saban show starting at seven o'clock. Let's take phone calls. We'd love to have you. Let's go to Bubba in Northport. Bubba keys to victory. What do you think? Well, I think I actually really think we need to play ball control. Keep the chains moving. Keep them off the field. You keep you keep number nineteen off the field. He don't score. <laughs> okay. Okay. Run the football. Run the football and win the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. I think we got to run the ball, and I think we can. Melrose, they're gonna have to turn Melrose loose. They need to say, just play. Just get out there and play. Don't worry about crossing the line. Just run it. Don't worry about it. They ain't they're ruined. <laughs> you know, none of that hesitation. So I mean when you think about this and you think about this this game, I, I look at pressure on the quarterback. It it has been let's discuss Nick Saban's kryptonite. Just for a minute. Now I think he's yeah, improved okay. some. Mobile quarterbacks yeah. is his kryptonite. Fair enough? Yeah. I think it's a lot of great defensive minded guys. It's an element of the game that when you when you spend some time thinking about to defend a balanced attack is is hard. When you add a mobile yeah. quarterback in there, that becomes even a bigger challenge. It does. That's why we have had so much problem playing against it all these years. We have. So, Bubba, what's Kirby Smart doing? He's probably scratching his head no, right no, now. No, 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 you didn't follow. Okay, here we go. Let me try. Oh. It. Let me try it again. Let me try it again. What is Kirby Smart running in Athens? Uh, uh, Nick Saban's defense. You nailed it right there. Here we go. Yeah, you nailed it right there. It is Nick Saban's defense. It is his defense, Bubba. It. So when you think about that, this element of 
you know, a three four, the way that they defend it, the concepts. Right. Mobile quarterbacks has given Alabama a lot of fits. When I think about I mean, think about if if Kirby Smart and Nick Saban were to, were together and you were playing a quarterback like Jalen Milrow. Whew, I don't know about you, I'd be worried. Oh, I would be too. I'd be stressed. I actually, it wouldn't surprise me if they ain't been working on Alabama for the last two weeks. And I, I would say the thing, I, and it wouldn't surprise me if Alabama had been working on Georgia some. I know Nick ain't going to never admit it, but you know they have. I would think so. Yeah. Do you? Well, I, I do. Uh, I do. I mean, when I when I look at, but it, there's only so much you can simulate in practice. Well, I, I know. I, I mean, know. You, you, you know, know what, what I mean? I mean, you could practice it and you can practice it. How do you simulate? Because if, if you had one of those guys on your roster, wouldn't you be playing him? You know what I mean? Like That's if you true. had a quarterback that was able to run for, you know, 100 yards a game and throw for 250, wouldn't you be playing him? You would. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. hard to simulate that. I mean, remember when we would take, running backs and wide receivers, backup wide receivers, backup running backs. I mean, it's one of the reasons why Blake Sims developed into who he was. But for one, he was a team player, right? He was a scout team right. guy. But he was a guy that would, would give them looks for that opposing defense. So if you've got it, one. Wasn't he the one they brought him back after he graduated well? No. And there was a bunch of, oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Yes, you, you're correct. Yes, you're correct. Okay, yeah. that was right. the, yeah, they brought John Parker back, I know, for a couple of practices or a couple of practice weeks, and then yeah. Blake Sams won just simply because you're great, great reminder, Bubba. I'd forgot about that, yeah. but they did. So and you can't yeah. do that anymore. You can't do that anymore. Named after the king. That's another one named after the king. Uh I think I think we're gonna have to run. I think if Milrow can can run for over a hundred and pass over 200, we're going to win this game and we're going to win it hands down. There we go. That's my two keys. Do you, do, is Eli going to be calling the game? Do we know? I'm looking at the notes package. It says um, Chris Stewart, Tyler Watts, and Roger Hoover. Okay. All right. So I would assume because I know that Eli did call the Iron Bowl. Uh, that was the away game, and this one will be in Atlanta. But uh, I'm just reading it straight from uh, the notes package. That's all I have okay. to go, by, go on. So I, okay. I assume that is, uh, and I would imagine that th this is correct information. So I, I would imagine that Chris would be getting uh, the call and uh, Tyler Watts, which has done a, a remarkable job. Um, he has. He done a real good job. I mean, not job. just having to work with two different play-by-play -play guys, but um, I've, I've really been impressed with, with Tyler. T to listen to him. You know, provide his analysis. You know, qu quarterbacks understand the game. You know, it's it's not just their position they have to worry about. It's the other other twenty one guys out there. I watched him play high school for Pelham. He used to come play Tuscaloosa County. He was one tough and son of a gun, man. I tell you that. I mean, even here as a, as a quarterback, um, he was and uh, very. And I was, you know, and I got to be honest. With back in that quarterback competition with him and Andrew Zao, um, yeah. I was one of the biggest Zao fans you'll ever find. Matter of fact, that's probably the last jersey I've ever purchased was Andrew Zao. So I was a huge Andrew Zao fan. Um, I, and, and it was nothing I, I, against I was, Tyler. I guess you just pick your guy, right? It's 
It's kind of right. like, you know, Tua Jalen. I don't have anything that's getting against Jalen. I was just this, a Tua guy. Uh, so. I'm going to tell this quick story. I used to umpire softball here in town, and a bunch of the Alabama guys and different people had a softball team. And I saw Andrew Zow get a get a foul, get a ground ball that almost went to the end of the field. This is at Soka Park. When he threw it, he threw it over the backstop. A softball. I sit there and watch that. <laughs> there we go. Bubba, I appreciate you, man. And, and you know, I think about Tyler Watts. I mean, he was a heck of a baseball player, too, man. Uh, he was. Yep. Thank you, man. Roll Tide. Talk to you tomorrow. Roll Tide. Right back to you. We'll break two minutes away. We'll get Biscuit Bruce. T-Town Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. You're home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health, and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Call Buck today, 205-331-3551. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with unmatched quality and service, and she's focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom Gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa CBD store, right next to Ion Apartments on 15th Street. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We've got a report of a grass fire along 2059 westbound. This is right before exit 68, Malisham Parkway. Low visibility, you can expect moderate delays. We still have that wreck on 69 southbound at Bobber Miller Parkway. 69 northbound backing up at Union Chapel. If you see other conditions, please give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Where the season never ends. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama has concluded their final practice. Put together another great practice here on the campus of the University of Alabama. They went indoors today. Uh, they did go outdoors yesterday and the day before they were indoors. So uh, Alabama trying to rotate to get ready for Mercedes-Benz. Let's go to Biscuit Bruce. Biscuit Bruce, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope you're doing well. Always oh, great to be on Tide 100.9. Ryan Fowler. Brought to you by Southern Ale House. 1530 Southern McFarland. Southern House. 1530 McFarland Boulevard. One of the Yummy. ultimate places to eat. Man. Anything, look, still the pork chop. Look, if I go in the evening, if I'm not having lunch with a good friend of mine, and I go in the eat. It's pork chop. If they're serving pork chop, biscuits getting pork chop. You know what? Tonight and you would be having, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> pork You'd be chop. having pork chop. Yeah, because prime ribs, yeah. pork chop, and the Cajun shrimp Alfredo black eyed peas is the hey. 
dinner specials look, along with their all their great every menu time, items. Look, every time I say I'm gonna try the prime rib, I'm gonna I'm when I go, I'm gonna try the prime rib. Guess what I get? The pork chop. Pork chop. Pork chop. <laughs> you know, I'm a man of. I guess I'm just you know. I don't like much change, you know. I, at my age, it's just hey, give me what I know, 100. percent I'm gonna love at that port town because Brett Garner, he going. I mean, it's phenomenal. The, anything you get there, still the the port skins. I just nothing like them for an appetizer. You just it's it's crazy. They are so good. And and what okay, what so biscuit is have, talking about? This is not like a bag of Golden Flake uh, no, pork rinds. They no. make these in house, so mm. they're homemade. Yeah. Hey, they're they're made to order. When you order them, they cook them, and they come out and like never popping. And it was it was funny. Ryan and Ryan and I were having lunch there one day, and so we asked about the pork rind, and Justin brought what it looked like before they fried, where they. Dropping in that hot grease, you, you would never believe that that turns into a pork rind. A one hundred percent. I was I was shocked. I said I had no clue. And I mean, I was totally shocked. And then they season it just right, and then they they give you a dipping sauce that's got just enough twang to it to to make you want to pick up another one and and dip it back in. Really, I mean, I, every time I have ever this one. Every time I have ever eaten at Southern Ale House, it starts with pork rind. Every time I've ever eaten it, pork rind. <laughs> so that tells you. But all their food is, is phenomenal, and my family has had other things and bragged on them, and it, it's just it's just one of the finest places to go eat in Tuscaloosa. Southern Ale House, 1530 McFarland. All right, Biscuit. Uh, 15.30. The keys okay, to victory are pork rinds and pork chop, and run it between the middle. Look, uh, if 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 they'll feed if they'll feed pork chop as a pregame meal, Georgia don't have a prayer. Woo! <laughs> they don't have a prayer if we feed those pork chops pregame meal. No, I tell you what, just give them a bite of the pork chop, and then tell them you get the full meal if you beat Georgia. Then they really don't stand a chance. But I, I think we just have to play Alabama football. We have to not make stupid mistakes. You know, here's what I firmly believe, Brian. I firmly believe that if Georgia plays 100% and Alabama plays 100%, it's going to be one of the best games we've seen in a long time. But I firmly believe and stand on the ground that Alabama will come out ahead. If they both play a 100% game, uh, I, I think Alabama, but we just we can't make those stupid mistakes. Where now the other thing's going to depend on what referee crew calls this game. Well, I can and, I can and if tell I turn my, you that it if is, I turn my TV on and that referee that called Auburn game, you, Biscuit, I, is I can on TV. I can put you at ease right now. Jason Autry will not be on the field Saturday. It's um, I got okay. a, I got a com- well, I got a text a couple of minutes ago. That makes um, me feel a whole lot. I mean, better. I can read through the list. It doesn't really matter, but it's Kyle Oson's crew. He was no. the top graded. I, I don't care who it is. As are long you, as it's are not you him. not shocked that Jason uh, Altry's crew is not the number one uh, crew uh, in in the SEC? I'm not. I mean, it's in not, the conference. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm really surprised that they're not. I'm I'm really surprised that 
they're not suspended and never get to call again, if you want to know the truth. Uh, if that's all we can put on the field, I've seen high school referees that could do a whole lot better job than that right there. That's ridiculous. When, and, and we don't when, when see we, a lot we, of Kyle Olsen. Uh, and let me tell you why we don't see a lot of Kyle Olsen. Um, he has an Alabama grad on his crew, but that particular guy will not um, – he, he will not be calling. He's not allowed to, to, to call this Alabama yeah. game. Um, right. Randy Kaiser is is one of his line judges for Kyle Oson's right. crew. He will not be allowed to call this. So I don't know exactly. Well, I can tell you because I, I got the roster here. Uh, yeah. Let me see. What what I say? Side judge? Uh, line judge. Well, <laughs> Glenn Fuick. Uh, and I'm being very careful because that name is spelt so, so close. There's an I between the C and the K. So <laughs> You got to be kidding me. That's for real. F-U-I-C-K? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> no way. I promise you. I, I, don't know how she, I don't know how he survived middle school and high school and college. I, I how just, did he make it? <laughs> I, trust me, when I was about to read that on the air, and I was going... <laughs> Because I was oh, having to zoom right. in on my phone. Uh, it was F U C I K. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It'd be like Boo. Yeah. It'd like be like Boo, okay? I, yeah. I'd change yeah. my. Yeah, go. Him and Boo need to change your name. Because so, look, well, look, if you really want to know the truth, Boo fits him perfect. Because he don't have a clue. You ask him a question and. He, he stumbles around and talks about how good the season's been. Well, that ain't even what the question was, you idiot. And so we're supposed to put our trust in you and your definition of the answer of a question you just got asked on national TV was that? <laughs> so Come yes. on now. So, so if I rest, is your, rest your mind a little bit, it will not be Jason well, Walter's well, yeah, it, that, That's a little better. But let me let me say I want I want to touch on two things I didn't get you know Wednesday is not a good day for me all right so first of all let, let me let me let me comment on David Pollock's remarks am I allowed to do that on Thursday you absolutely can sure okay all right here's two just a couple of things I, I want to remind Mr Pollock of first of all Kirby Smart will always be the student of the master. That's just the way it is. So when you say he has become a good coach, guess who you have to refer back to? The man. Because he taught him everything he knows. Over a 10-year period, he taught Kirby Smart, whether you Georgia people want to acknowledge that or not, Nick Saban taught Kirby Smart everything he knows. Everything. Without Nick Saban, Kirby Smart would be an assistant defensive coordinator somewhere. He would not be the head coach of Georgia. So when y'all talk about all that, y'all remember one thing. Your coach came from Nick Saban, and he taught him everything he knows. So if you want to talk about the master, the way Pollock has chose to, Here's all I got to say to David. Here's all I got to look at to acknowledge that David Pollock's full of crap. Okay. couple of things. You, sir, lost your job to Pat McAfee. 
How do you feel about watching that moron every Saturday on game day knowing he took your job? Mm. Pat McAfee took your job, Pollock. How does that make you feel, buddy? How, how do you feel about that when you look on TV and you're no longer sitting up there, a goon is that likes to take his shirt off on national TV and, and then say, oh, the crowd wants me to take my shirt off again. Come on now. I, I would hate to know I lost my job to that. And second of all, if you lost your job, guess what you wasn't doing? You wasn't doing your job. So Biscuit, does that uh, tell you, you're rounding, does that tell you where David Pollock stands in my book and where he should stand in everybody's book? You're rounding, facts are facts. You're rounding third if he, here. To, if he wants to throw out some facts, there's you some facts, Pollock. <laughs> I, I have to look at Pat McAfee every day because you didn't do your job good enough and he took your place. Mm. So I now have to watch him rip his shirt off every Saturday on game day. Thanks to you. We have to watch that. Thanks, David. All right, Biscuit, I got to get to this break. Uh, always. <laughs> Makes you feel real good, Pilot. You're fired up, Biscuit. Biscuit, can you give us a few plays on Saturday? I mean, what do you think? I mean. I, Ryan, I, you know, here we go with Bowers again. What, probably one of the greatest tight ends to play the game. But look, you know, he's guardable. And, 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 you know, your, your Georgia guy or somebody had a Georgia guy on today, you know, talking about Georgia, I think it was on your program. And, you know, Carson Beck's the best pocket passer I've ever seen. What's he supposed to say? You know, well, guess what? You know, he better be able to do something besides in the pocket when he plays. Look, they haven't, they haven't even come close to seeing the defense, even on our bad days. Even on a bad day of our defense, they hadn't seen anything anywhere near. You think Missouri's defense and Vanderbilt's and Kentucky's and Tennessee's and all those what Ball State and whoever else you played instead of playing real teams has defenses like ours? No, for the that's 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 the only reason they dominate. You know, the guy a while ago said, "Well, you know, well, it was." Uh, What's his name? It does Tide Pride, Tide, whatever. Tider and Zotter, Rodney Orr. Yeah. Okay, Rodney. I love Rodney. I mean, just, but he says, you know, they pretty well have, have dominated the last two years' regular season. Who couldn't with their schedule? I mean, look, here's, here's the way I keep saying this, and here's the way I keep explaining Georgia, welcome to the SEC starting in 2024. Because yeah. you're going to have to play real teams. It's good to have you. You're yeah. not going to get yeah. you're not going to get a cakewalk and a free pass anymore. Just see if you can go 29 and 0 three years from now, starting in 24, 25, and 26. Let's see if you're 29 and 0 then. I'll make bets of anything you want to bet. They won't be. This guy got to run because man. they got to play real SEC teams. I know you're behind the eight ball, Ryan. Always great to talk to you. It's always great to talk about Southern Alehouse. And it's always great to know this. We are the University of Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Biscuit Bruce, we'll get to Joey in Tuscaloosa coming up in just a couple of minutes. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 
CPA 527 Main Avenue in downtown Northport. Small business and personal income taxes, payrolls, sales tax needs. They can also help you with nonprofit or church accounting or auditing in business since 1999. They work for you, not the IRS. When you take on taxes, you got to have someone on your side. It's Don Wada CPA 205-345-5595. 205-345-5595. Don Wada CPA, the official accountant of the game football southern owl house 1530 mcfarland boulevard eat southern be southern all the biscuit sandwiches the great southern cuisine like the bacon wrap meatloaf the fish and taters all the great sandwiches like the yard bird the great salads the daily lunch and dinner specials monday through saturday at southern owl house we've also opened up an additional part of southern owl house and expanded with our catering needs there to fulfill what you're looking for 205-248-7500 ask for taylor 205-248-7500 catering from a small party to a large corporate event southern owl house 1530 mcfarland boulevard Tide 100.9 tuscaloosa weather clouds increasing this afternoon the high today 61 cloudy tonight with rain moving in the low at 47 Tomorrow, cloudy, a good chance of rain, maybe a thunderstorm, mainly during the morning hours. The high tomorrow at 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're inside the game on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. the wharf if you're looking for a new pair of boots maybe you're heading over to georgia you need some you know some butt kicking boots right i mean some butt kicking boots okay you need some of those western wear or just the typical work boot alabama has had a work type mentality and you got to have the work apparel if you work hard like alabama works hard you got to have the apparel to match that hard work and you can find it right there at the wharf since 1976 you can find those guys between Winn-Dixie and the Blue Plate. If you're looking for a new pair of Wrangler, Levi Lee, you'll find those. Carhartt clothing, Rocky clothing, Under Armour clothing. It is our good friends right there at the wharf since 1976. A longstanding tradition here in West Alabama. Under Armour clothing, Rocky clothing, Justin, Tony Lama, Red Wing, Georgia, Double H, Timberline, Laredo, and many more. You'll find him at the wharf since 1976. The Working Western headquarters for the entire family. And as we approach the Christmas season, as we close down the month of November, I guess uh, I went to Alabama. We've got 25 days to Christmas, right, uh, Noah? Would that be correct? Uh, it would be correct, right? Just about. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> you, you, you're working too hard. You, let, me, let me slow that one down for you because you, you're over there about nine different ways. I said today's the final day of November. That yes. would mean that we have 25 more days to Christmas. Simon's giving me the thumbs up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. But if you're thinking about a Christmas gift idea, you can find it at the wharf. They're open until 6 p.m. Go over and see my friends Mark and Lee. I always appreciate Mr. Jim Kell uh, there and uh, always giving me the great stuff there around the wharf since 1976. Alabama, Nick Saban. 
versus the dogs and Kirby Smart. Keys to victory. We're getting a bunch of those via the social networks. We'll talk to Ron in Tennessee coming up in a couple of minutes. Marty in Arkansas and many others right here on the game. T-Town Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. If you find WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. An arrest warrant was issued in Dallas today for the arrest of Bill's pass rusher Von Miller, this following an alleged assault of a pregnant woman late Wednesday morning. The woman claimed she got into an argument with Miller where he then allegedly assaulted her. Miller was not at the scene when police arrived, while the woman was treated for minor injuries at a local hospital, according to WFAA-TV in Dallas. Tonight, the Cowboys entertain the Seahawks in Week 13. In Week 15, the Eagles and Seahawks will play on Monday Night Football in the first-ever flex of the Monday Night Football schedule. Patriots and Chiefs were scheduled to play in that window. That game has now been moved to Sunday, December 17th, with a 1 o'clock Eastern Time kickoff in KC. Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins practiced today. He's missed the last three games with a hamstring strain. No practice for Eagles defensive tackle Fletcher Cox. USC freshman basketball player Bronny James has been cleared to practice with the team and can take part in full basketball activities. Tiger Woods eight shots back of the lead after the first round of the Hero World Challenge. Gilberry, a Republican, will formally announce his candidacy in a race Wednesday morning, a native of Baymanette, Alabama. Gilberry was a former player at the University of Alabama and probably one of the nicest guys I've ever been around. Uh, did not know that Wallace uh, was going to be getting into politics, but uh, he said, I am running because of Joe Biden and the liberal politicians have let me down in my community and they have failed Alabama. Folks here at home are hurting and too many politicians don't understand that. I see it every day. He said, my mission is simple. We've got to fire Joe Biden. Beat 
back the liberals who have held back the black community for too long, but the people at Alabama first and help President Donald Trump make America great again. End quote. Wallace Gilberry uh, was a double-digit sack guy at the University of Alabama under Nick Saban. I guess uh, between Wallace Gilberry and Tim Williams, um, I don't think there's another one there. So from Wallace Gilberry, uh, 2007. Uh, he also played in, under the Shula era as well. And if you remember, um, he went up against in the Alabama Mississippi All Star game. Did not have an offer and went up against left tackle for Mississippi State. I can't think. Maybe it's Poe P O W E and earned a scholarship. Uh, Rodney Orr would probably be able to knock that out of the park. I know I struck out, but uh, Wallace Gilberry announcing that uh, he would be running. Uh, for United States House, uh, District Number 2 in the state of Alabama, former NFL player launches. So uh, that's that's good news for him. I love to see these uh, former leaders, uh, you know, for our football team doing things, whether it's business sector or political side of things. Uh, when you look at Wallace Gilbert, you're going to be running for U.S. House of Representatives from District 2 uh, down in Bay Manette. So uh, Wallace will represent and fight for the people. Uh, and I saw a former coach putting that out. I, I don't want to requote that quote, but um, there it is. Uh, that is the uh, conversation. And uh, we're going to get into a lot of different things here. We'll go back to 18 national titles, 29 SEC titles, 145 first-team All-Americans, 76 postseason appearances, 45 postseason victories, four Heisman winners, and the greatest college football coach to ever walk the sidelines. We're talking Alabama, Georgia, and we go here to Ron in Tennessee. Ron, good afternoon. You're in the game. How you doing today, Ron? Good, good, good. Hope you are too. Can you hear me today? You sound great, man. <laughs> I got a different set of headphones. I guess my other headphones are. You're fine. Like you you sound crystal. You up. sound beautiful today. Uh, that's a different set. Uh, uh, I got a name for the throw in Auburn. Might kind of sound kind of cheesy. Okay. But okay. Well, I thought of was bond, bonding with Jalen. B-O-N-D-I-N-G. Okay. That gets, both of, that gets both of them involved. Well, now, we could name it, but now Daniel Moore, which is one of our great sponsors, has um, been able to uh, jump out there and named it uh, fourth and 31. So they went with a fourth and 31. So I like that That's name, right. but... Uh, uh, I like 4th and 31, too. Uh, I like let those Auburn tears roll, too. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That's a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But uh, defeated would be another one. Take that, Hugh Freeze. Yeah. What about the freeze, uh, freeze alert? What about that? What Freeze alert would be good. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, freeze I warning. I like it. Uh, I guess melt it down, I guess. Uh, I wanted to... Uh, I know I didn't have a good call yesterday, but I was half asleep. You're fine. Uh, you're fine. Well, I'm glad you're awake. Uh, where are you at today? I, Where'd you, where you say I'm you're in Jackson, Tennessee. Jackson, Tennessee. You ever heard Johnny Cash song, Jackson? Jackson? I'm going to yeah. Jackson. 
Yeah, I don't know if he was talking about Jackson, Tennessee or Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That might be a question. Uh, I don't know the answer, but uh, I've heard it both. <laughs> I've heard it both, but uh, I thought it was Jackson, Mississippi. But if you say Jackson, Tennessee, I'm not going to argue with you. I don't know. I don't know. If it, I don't know if it was enough. But anyway, that's what I meant. Uh, <clears throat> I, had a, I had a kind of a question and a, and a comment. Do you think Alabama's been holding back on their offense up until this point? Kind of, sort of. I don't know. We haven't been, we haven't been like, throwing to the running back or too much of the tight end. We've basically been throwing wide receivers every now and then tight end, but that's about it. You know, I, I, I would say, I mean, you, we would say that, but I think the part of it is if you get in a situation like Auburn that you were at last week, why not use it all? You see what I'm, I mean, I know it's not a part of the game plan. Yeah, but maybe it hasn't been, but maybe it will be. They're going to have to come up with something else against Georgia, man, because they got, I mean, they not, may not have the best defense this year, but from side to side, they run real fast. From sideline to sideline, they are real fast. I mean, well, I haven't watched all their games, but the ones I have watched, that's one thing they are. And uh, I mean, I'm looking at the I, you know the the depth chart and the in the stats based on their starting defensive guys. I mean, but I don't think this is the same Georgia team, right? Up front. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, when I look at this team, I think Georgia's – anytime you're number one and you go undefeated and all those great things, I mean, no doubt we have respect for you. But when I back up and I look at this Georgia team, like if I took this Georgia team and I matched it up against last year, no, no, I don't think so. I don't. I mean, I don't. And I think it starts with Carson Beck. He can move, but he's not a guy that is going to – destroy you like Jalen Milrow can destroy you with his legs yeah Carson Beck's not going to do that yeah that's what uh, I mean, one thing I didn't understand last week Jalen was too hesitant I mean every time I Carson mean, Beck runs he averages 2.5 yards per quarterback run yeah he's not a runner he's kind of like uh uh what's his name won the national championship of Alabama uh from Mobile. Uh, Jake Coker? Yeah. But I mean, Jake, Jake, was, Jake was a tough son of a gun, too, though, man. Yeah, but he, he didn't run. He kind of run. He ran when he had to. He could sling it. <laughs> I love Jake Coker, man. Uh, that guy at Texas A&M doesn't love him. Yeah, he don't, he don't like him at all. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm talking about the guy that he lowered his shoulder and said thank you very much yeah. have a good day <laughs> <laughs> that was that was probably as big of an offensive hit as i can remember uh and, and could have stepped out of bounds but he said heck no and he was a wing t quarterback down at uh st paul's uh episcopal yeah which is where aj mccarron's yeah. from it's where mark barron's from uh the list goes on and on and on i mean it's a lot of studs yeah, I mean, you might can answer this question. I tried to look it up last night, but I couldn't find out. What, what's, what's, what's the deal with Keon Keeley? 
Is he hurt or something? No, it, not that I have heard of. It's very simple. You ready? Yeah. Chris Braswell and Dallas Turner. You can't get in the game. Well, I mean, think about it. You got two of the best edge guys in the in the country. I mean, but he's a five star. I mean, so is Justice country, Haynes. Man. So is Justice Haynes. Yeah. I just, I just hope we don't lose. Yeah. I'm thinking we're probably going to lose like three or four quarterbacks next year, this year. I just don't see them hanging around. Got it. All right. Well, thank you, right. Ron. Anything you else? I have a different, different opinion, but I think we're probably going to lose some. No, I just think we need to. Uh, I hope they open up, open up the offense a little more than what we've been seeing. I'm just hoping that's what they're doing. And we'll see. I was gonna, I was gonna try to go to the game, but uh, I looked online on the tickets. They're like four hundred bucks for the cheapest one. Oh, well, so, I don't know if I'm gonna go or not. I might, I might end up being over there. I might see you somewhere. Well, there you go. Thanks, Ron. Roll Tide. All right, man, real time. There we go. Uh, thank you. Let's continue, and we'll go right back to phone calls. Let's go to Marty in Arkansas. Marty, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ron, how's your day? I am outstanding. I hope you are as well. No, it wasn't a good day today. Why? Arkansas fans, Arkansas fans ate me up with Bobby Petrino and winning that game last night. They think they won a national championship in basketball. Beating Duke. Well, Torres, I mean, I mean, think about what Torres did. Drove over and saw Arkansas beat Duke, number seven, uh, the yeah. Duke Blue Devils, which uh, this is a Duke yeah, Blue Devils team. It's five and three now, Arkansas six and three. Yeah. I'm not going to break it down. Yeah, but that's right. I, I told them wait till the last game of the year when Arkansas beats them in basketball and we, we win the conference in, in a second. That's what I told him. That was the last thing I said before I left the restaurant. But, Ron, I got a question to ask you real quick because I need need some help, okay? On the, does he still have his uh, discount on his site? More or Daniel, Daniel no, Moore? Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. The discount that I All offer right. here on the program? Yeah. Now, I've gone down and I put that I had, that I listened on, um, 109, uh, your show, uh, where's the just going down? The discount no, just no, keeps no, going no. down? Yeah, yeah, the discount is just the game with Ryan Fowler. So you go to Daniel Moore, and as you're checking out, Daniel Moore Art, oh. and then when you're checking out, they'll ask you, where did you hear about it? And there it is. Yeah, yeah, all right. It showed me where I heard about it because I pushed that, and then I put it in the – because I didn't see the discount, I said I'll call Ryan tomorrow. Because I'm buying, I'm buying my buddy the cal- the little calendar and uh, the Mark Ingram because that's his, that's who he always likes. Mark Ingram, those cups and stuff for seventy five dollars for Christmas. So, and I was just wondering if he still had his discount. All right, Ryan, for us to win, all right, we can't, we got to win the turnover battle. We cannot. All right, when we have ten. Ten plays or more on drives, we got to finish the drive and get a touchdown. 
We can't and, keep and the field I, going. I'm just I'm actually going through there now. I just want to make sure I'm I'm directing you correct way. I thought it was. So let's say you add it to your cart, and then when you go and says says where did you hear about it? Right there, bam, you get a discount. So okay. All right, yeah, all right. I saw, I saw where I heard about it online. Yeah, yeah. It has you, about you, there's two. There's actually my name's listed twice there. I think it says the game with Ryan okay. Fowler or Ryan Fowler. So, uh, yeah, it's listed twice, but I put the game with Ryan Fowler because that's where I heard it. I didn't hear it personally from you. I heard it from the, the whole shebang. <laughs> so, Ryan, we got to finish. You heard about it here, Marty. You heard about it here. I, I know, I know. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll call. I'll call. I'll get it tonight and finish it up. Uh, but we got to finish drives. We've got to finish drives, and we've got to be able to run the football. I don't think the offense is holding back. I just think they they had plays they ran. I mean, look, and in the Auburn game they ran that that good play where they ran the end around. And they got the holding call that wasn't all. And then they, and then Melro had that first down going in, and uh, the guy said he he blindsided him. You know, it's football. I don't got my buddy told me today that played in in the sixties for for college. He said, "Man, we blindsided so many people. I couldn't play today." That was he played nineteen sixty four. He said, "I couldn't play today." He said, "Man, we blindsided so many guys. We blindsided a guy just to hit him." I mean, we running down the field. We saw a guy, even if he's five five yards away from us, we went over there and smacked him. Knew he was playing football. Today, you can't even touch the guy or the ref score. And 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 Ryan, the committee, just like I've been telling you, that whole committee is full of Yankees and they hate Southern football. And that's the bottom line. You can look through the history Do you of really Alabama. Think it's still there. Yes, right. It is. I tell you what. You, if she's on Facebook, hey, do you have a black dog? Uh, no, I have a yeah. blue. I have a blue Weimaranger, which they're kind of like a darkest. I mean, I guess, she, but it's not black. It's well, it's more of a dark I could gray. Because I think I, I think I put you on there and uh, online, pal, on Facebook, and I got my request in there. And there was some dog, big old. It looked like a black dog. Mine's not in color. That had a big dog. I don't know if that was you or not, because I couldn't tell. But uh, call, call, text, get on Facebook and ask our, our girl Rankin if if they hand bias up there to Southern football. They are, Ryan. It is. It's, and you know, oh, oh, Ryan, this is the history, all right. And this is a true fact because okay. I've heard it from a straight in the sixties. The reason Big Ten football was so good, Bear Bryant and Frank Rawls met in a secret place in Mobile, Alabama, and had all the black players listed that were really good in Arkansas because in the 60s, the high schools in Little Rock Central and Parkview and all them were really good. And Bear had the ones that he couldn't get into Alabama that he wanted to. He, they gave him the... the to Duffy, uh, uh, Michigan State coach, and told him these players can play for you because you're allowed to have blacks. And that's what made the Big Ten so good in the 50s. Once the blacks started playing in the South, South football was back on the on the map because of Bear Bryant. 
And that's why they hate the South. Just like 1966, how do you win two national championships and then three in 1977? It's Southern foot, you know, as right now, well, Southern football. Let me just add this, too, and I don't want to get into to, too much of this because we're getting off in the weeds here, Marty. But um, when you look at Southern football, all these teams that have won national titles, they need to get on their hands and knees and thank Coach Paul Bear Bryant to thank the University of Alabama. Because we created oh, respect yeah. for Southern football. We did. Well, without 19, us? 19, without, without the 1925 team going out there and win the Red Rose Bowl, you wouldn't have it. You watch you watch that old film, that train coming back across the whole United States. People were lined up on the sidelines, on the side of the track, cheering the Alabama Crimson Tide all the way to Tuscaloosa. Watch that film. You wouldn't believe how. And that's just like I tell my buddy. You go to Alabama, you don't see no Arkansas sweatshirts in no store anywhere. You go around in Arkansas, you see Alabama, and and when you see Alabama, just like I did this morning, she was traveling. She's going over to the, she's going to Atlanta. She had on a sweatshirt. I said, "Roll tight, she goes, roll tight." That's that's what we do. And the guy goes, "That's the only everywhere I go, I hear roll tight." Y'all must. I said, that's the only way we communicate, roll tide. And he just kind of laughed. But that's, I mean, you look at it. Alabama's got a jersey in every state and the only school that does. Ryan, Alabama's going to win by three touchdowns. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Marty. We appreciate that. Uh, we'll, we'll get more information. I'm, I'm working on some other information because there's some cool things about Wallace Gilberry that uh, certainly I know Wallace. Uh, but just now reading this story on Yahoo Sports that uh, he will run for U.S. Congressional District uh, House Number 2 and a former player at the University of Alabama. So uh, we're going to be doing uh, some things, and I'll try to feature him in the coming days, but uh, it's going to be doing a, a big event uh, next week here in Tuscaloosa. So I'm getting a little information there, but uh, we're going to mark our way back to phone calls as well, and we're going to do that a couple of minutes. Let me tell you about Northport Power Equipment. Now, last week was Black Friday, right? And those sales, a lot of those are over. But while supplies last, Northport Power Equipment, they are going to offer for every single one of our listeners that walk in and say, hey, I heard about it right here. To the game listeners through Christmas, the same specials, whether it's the 1201 Husqvarna 14 battery-operated chainsaw, regular 309, buy it today for 260 plus tax. Includes the saw, battery, charger in the box, ready to wrap for Christmas. Uh, the Husqvarna battery-operated handheld blower and the Crest outdoor power equipment, and they have reduced that price just for you at 159. It was. 199 and uh, they've reduced that to 159 so you got to walk in tell them that you heard about it whether we're talking about battery blower battery chainsaws and all the new crest six inch pruner uh the crest battery operative tools that you can find into the season service you want old betsy to be there you want you want her to be there ready for the spring she won't be unless you get the end of the season maintenance at northport power equipment do you look at her and you say can we get one more year out of that lawnmower Ah, you can if you get that end of the season service. It is Northport Power Equipment, Northport Power Equipment, two blocks east of the Northport Civic Center. Dad likes socks. Socks are important for buying for dad, but I promise you, a chainsaw is much better. Woo! I just want to put that on record. Socks are good. I like socks. T-shirts are good. I like T-shirts. They're all good. They're all good. But a chainsaw is better. 
It's kind of like Alabama. Alabama's better, right? Alabama's better. So you got to, you got to, you know, the greater sign is is pointed towards the chainsaw. Socks, okay. T-shirts here. Looking for a Christmas gift idea. You can find it at Northport Power Equipment. Also, they've got toys in there as well. So uh, when you look, you need to train those kids early how to use chainsaw. And you get those toy chainsaws, then yes. you put them in the backyard, yeah. chop them wood. Yes, absolutely. You know, all the practice you can get. Northport Power Equipment. Go over and see my friends, Brian and Keith Ellis, Mr. Ellis. We'll continue with more of the game. Tide 100.9-1230. WTBC, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news, only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Ongoing disagreement with city leaders in Northport has led organizers of the iconic Kentuck Festival of the Arts to seek a new venue for the annual event. Deputies have charged a Moundville man with robbing an area gas station at gunpoint this weekend. Multiple donation drives are coming up to benefit West Alabama Toys for Tots. And the southern part of our listening area faces a marginal risk of severe weather Friday night and Saturday morning. For the details on all these stories and more, get connected at TuscaloosaThread.com. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Alabama Sports Updates. And severe weather information, download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app. Never pay for your news. And sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. ST Bun Construction is now hiring truck drivers and mechanics. You'll be home every night with competitive pay. They offer Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Health, and Dental, 401k, paid holidays, vacation, and sick time. Call Buck today, 205-331-3551. Let me tell you about my friend Sonia at Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's original hemp dispensary with unmatched quality and service, and she's focused on helping you find the right product to fit your needs. Sonia carries the largest selection of CBD, hemp flower, and Delta 8 products in West Alabama, plus those amazing Freedom gummies everybody's talking about. Run by today. It's Freedom CBD, Tuscaloosa's CBD store, right next to Ion Apartments on 15th Street. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. In the last few moments, traffic has really picked up around the area. Let's start with McFarland. The whole corridor is heavy, and this is from the interstate down to the river and across into Northport over to 69. Lurleen, the same story. Heavy downtown across the river into Northport. 69 backed up at Union Chapel. 69 also heavy at Skyland. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan's year-end closeout is on now with discounts up to $10,000. No reasonable offer will be refused. Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Alabama, Georgia. 10-5, touchdown Alabama. It's the SEC Championship live from Atlanta, Georgia. Let's get out of here again. Alabama wins it. Cheer on the Tide this Saturday as the Crimson Tide look to get revenge on the Bulldogs. Our coverage starts at noon from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. On your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Nukes Eatery right there on University Boulevard, 205 University Boulevard. Call ahead orders, 205-758-2455. We always like to say close enough that you can smell the championships. It used to be the 
fringe of the campus of the University of Alabama. Now the campus has built around them. When you're talking about a great sandwich like the Nukes Q sandwich or maybe a great salad, that macaroni and cheese is outstanding. The bowl of soup, a cup of soup, as we uh, lower temps here in West Alabama, you can parlay those and you can pick a pair. Maybe it's a California-style pizza. Maybe it's the great chicken salad, the pimento cheese, catering from a small office party to a larger corporate event. Nukes Eatery, 205 University Boulevard, close enough that you can smell the championships. Go see Joel Bromfield and all the friendly folks at Nukes on University Boulevard. For 60 years of serving Tuscaloosa and West Alabama, when you talk about the friendly staff at Pat's Florist and Gourmet Baskets, 1010 Queen City Avenue, when you look at the fall floral arrangements. Maybe you're trying to lift someone's spirits a little bit under the weather, celebrating a birthday or special occasion. It's Pat's Florist, 205-345-5093. Anniversary, birthday, get well, love, romance. Make someone smile today. Pat's Florist and Gourmet Baskets. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Clouds increasing this afternoon. The high today, 61. Cloudy tonight with rain moving in. The low at 47. Tomorrow, cloudy, a good chance of rain. Maybe a thunderstorm, mainly during the morning hours. The high tomorrow at 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Light up those phone lines on the game with Ryan Fowler. 205-342-9904. You're inside the game on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. at Midtown, the pharmacy at Midtown, 205-752-0627, the pharmacy at Midtown, your local Tuscaloosa pharmacy, the longest independent full-service pharmacy in Tuscaloosa since the early 80s. Welcome to the pharmacy at Midtown. The retail side is an option, but uh, TJ Thomas, you know, we always like to say if your pharmacist doesn't have an Alabama shirt on, you don't want him. And right now there's a lot of well, there's several pharmacists, uh, pharmacies that are closing, and you're looking for a new pharmacy. You can find it at the pharmacy at Midtown. You're going to pay the same regardless. Your insurance sets the price. Uh, you can call 205-752-0627. Let those guys do the hard work. It is Suite 334-1800 McFarland Boulevard in the back of Midtown. You'll find Chicken Salad Chick. You'll find... Uh, the gym, you find the playground right there, second floor right there close to the elevators, close to the stairs. It is the pharmacy midtown.com, pharmacymidtown.com, the pharmacy at Midtown with TJ Thomas. Let's continue with more phone calls and we go to Josh in Georgia. Josh, good afternoon. You're in the game. Ryan, how are we feeling on this Thursday, two days before the SEC championship? You know, this is one of those games, and I'm a little bit concerned that I'm not concerned. You're going to have to explain that to me. Well, okay. When I look at this, I mean, Texas A&M going out there, I was a little bit concerned. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was even moments that, you know, the LSU game, I was pretty concerned. Uh-huh. And I was even accused oh, yeah, especially of... especially when they scored right there before Well, no, the no, I'm talking about the week of, the week of, leading up to the game. Oh, okay. This game, for leading- some reason, I think Alabama matches up really good with this team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I had to run and get a haircut after work, and I ran by my local sports store here in my town because he's got a couple of Alabama things I've been waiting on him to get. Um, my barber and this guy that owns this sports store 
feel nervous. I'm telling you, everybody else that I have talked to thinks they've got us right where they want us, that they're going to steamroll us. But these two guys, whenever they feel nervous, there's good cause for them to be nervous. They don't know, and I know you can say one thing as a coach, but I know Nick Saban is planned for Brock Bowers playing, but he's listed as questionable because of that ankle. Yeah, and I was on the... Vlad McConk is listed as questionable. Oh, they've got three guys that are according uh-huh. to Kirby. Uh, Thomas is the other one. Yeah, Kirby Smart said they were not able to do a lot of things in practice. Uh huh. Let me uh-huh. say this, Josh. I'm going to warn you. I some know, of that could be it's gamesmanship. Bait. No, it's bait, bro. They they just want to make us feel good. They're going to end up playing them. I think if they don't play, dude, you really think they're going to beat us without Brock Bowers? I mean, come on. That's a weapon. They're going to, they're thinking they're going to steamroll us, yo. And they said that in 2021, but what happened in 2021 at 20, a 41-24 beatdown? And if something like that happens on Saturday, oh, son, the party's on. You'll be in Atlanta. I'll be up here at my house just a little north of Atlanta. You'll probably hear me shout from the rooftop. Should we pull this off Saturday? And I believe we can. I can, I mean, I I can imagine. So I'm going to ask you a real question, Josh. Have you been talking uh-huh. smack again? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. But I've got facts to back it up. So, like, because, okay, let, let's just pretend, okay? Let, let's pretend yep. I'm one of your coworkers there in the state of Georgia. Uh-huh. And, and let's, let's – I want to hear what you say, okay? So uh-huh. I walk up to you and say, good morning, Josh. My dogs are going to – Beat that Crimson Tide butt. And I would respond, good morning. Which stat would you like me to rattle off that Kirby Smart <laughs> Oh, you're going to give me a choice. You're going to give me four. a choice, okay. Uh-huh. Would you like to know that Kirby Smart is 1-4 against Coach Saban and that Coach Saban is 7-2 and two against Georgia since 2007? Would you like to know that we are undefeated in Atlanta in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium would you like to know that we are 3-0 and against the Georgia Dogs, outscoring them by 10 points if you look at the last three SEC championships and outgaining them by about 50-something yards? Well, now, Josh, you do Which realize you like my, my dogs have won two in a row national titles. I mean, we hadn't lost a game in 29 games. You do realize that we was the last team to beat you and that we are the 18-time national champions, 29 SEC champions, the kings of college football that's right with the greatest coach to ever did i run through the five o'clock hour you did i did okay yeah no well you you, no, you gave them but no you gave them you didn't just run through okay no you gave them but that is my responses i mean i have got ammunition i've got graphics on my phone i have one i don't know if i sent you if i didn't i need to um that shows the parallels between this season, I did send it to you, I think. Um, the parallels between the 2021 season and this season, 11-1 and one record, SEC West champs, won the Iron Bowl in the last second, and we're underdogs against Georgia. <laughs> if that don't, I mean, I think these jokers are scared. Okay. I really do. Well, good. Good. I mean, you're I there. I'm not. these jokers are um... scared. So... And David Pollock, as for him, he can go sit on a bag of thumbtacks 
for those comments. For the comments he made back in January saying the dogs have a stranglehold on college football and for the comments of the audio that we have played over the last couple of days, he can go sit on a bag of thumbtacks. And I know I said this back in January or February, sometime after they won their second national title, and I want to remind you of it. If you can get him on the show, should we pull this off, we have got to get him on the show. He has got to eat some crow, deep fried, covered in some Bama barbecue sauce. I mean, and I mean, we got to get this guy. We have. I mean, I know. <laughs> All right, Josh. We got to do something. I got here. it, man. Let those dogs know that we're coming. We're coming. Oh, I am. I am, and they want to say just that that we're two-time national champs. We won twenty-nine in a row, but you've got two years of stats. I have. 12 years of an 11-win team under Coach Nick Saban, who has six national titles. Roll Tide. I just hope you're able to talk smack on Sunday or Monday when you see those guys. Thanks, Josh. We appreciate it. Let's continue with more of the phone calls. We'll break here. We'll come back. Oh, I can't wait to talk with him. Tide, 100.9, WTBC, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Did you know... Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. and operated by Philip Williams since 1971. That is over 50 years of serving this community. Uh, Hardin's Bakery there, 15th Street. You'll find that location, the paint spot, very close there. Also in Northport, right there on McFarland, U.S. Highway 82. You'll find the paint spot. The quality paint, the expert advice, the big and medium, excuse me, large and medium projects. Uh, you can find the airless paint spray. You can rent those. You can also buy one as well there if you're looking to... Uh, for all you professionals out there, which you guys already know where to get that quality paint with the expert advice. How do you do this? How do you do this? How do I protect the investment? Let Philip Williams and those guys being able to help you. Let's continue, and we will go right back to more phone calls here on the game. Digger, Louisiana. Digger, good afternoon. You're in the game. You know, I want to comment on Robert from Mobile. Very astute. He did reveal how y'all feel. Now, why y'all scheduled Texas so early in the year and how you regret it? Okay. Should have waited another year because we got to break in a quarterback. Needless to say, we had to do that last year and we lost by one point. Y'all got to start looking at the other side and then making an astute decision on this. Okay. Now, this four top 25 wins means absolutely nothing to the committee. Okay, you do realize that, right? Why? Why? Because y'all play eight conference games in a pillow fight in week 11. Yeah. They know it's out there. Yeah, Nigger, you're you're about to get a welcome call to That's the SEC. Well, it, no, but I'm, I'm telling you, just wait. You say pillow fight eight, eight league, just wait. Texas? We're not going to be able to do it next year, though, Ryan. You can't do the week 11 pillow fight next year. Not when we're coming in, you're going to have 16 teams. Are you telling me we're only going to play half a conference and you can go in for a championship? No. 
every conference. Call me back. Call me back after the first season for your Texas Longhorns and tell me it. This is a different animal. Okay, it's a different animal. Well, you keep saying that. You gonna see it? It falls on deaf ears. Nobody cares. Really, they're being dead. I'm just being honest with you. It may. They are so sick and tired. Well, then that means they don't understand football. And neither do you. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you. Call me next and year and remember the same conversation. Let's say 11-30-2024. Dicker, I want to hear from you next year. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? I want to see you, you go through this league, out? and I want to see if your opinion changes. That's It's very simple. Hey, it's already. Look, when you look at that schedule that we're faced with, we got to play Oklahoma in the middle of October, and believe me, University of Georgia got off the hook. We'd rather play them in September and let them get a taste of that Texas heat. They're playing in October the 19th, the week after. We don't have a bye before and after to Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma and then Georgia. You say Oklahoma's not worth a damn. It's a robbery. Really? Robberies mean nothing? Did you see how Alabama played last week? It wasn't pretty. Okay? You can make all the excuses about Auburn. It's voodoo. You can't play in that stadium. It's a tough game when it's a rivalry. I'm willing to give you that. It is. Okay. I would no, I but mean the, I don't disagree but, with that. But the argument that you're gonna have community uh, community, and I'm being dead serious, Ryan, they've got it out here. They've got it out. If it comes down to Alabama and Texas, they're gonna use that head to head and walk away. They don't wanna hear it. They will y'all can scream bloody murder about the SEC being left out, and it's true. It would be a damn shame. But guess what? Everybody else has done it. Why can't y'all? If there was ever a time, this is the year that the SEC's got to sit out. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Well, That's it, all I'm saying. You never know. We could be paying punishment. For what? For inviting you guys. Oh. Look, I'm already regretting going into the SEC. I already hear. Well, all we're this already regretting re- regretting taking. I'm regretting it. it. I promise you, I am not feeling good about going into the SEC. The only reason why I'm happy about it is we're able to get some recruits now. They're using the SEC to get recruits, and guess what? It's working. Okay, I'm being upfront about that. They want to go play in the SEC. Okay, why? Because it's the best. Okay, and I'm being serious. It is. But the, the hang-up you're going to have, and the committee knows this, if we put the SEC in there, they're going to cheap shot players, and they're going to ruin the game. Y'all going to have to find a way to play without taking out players. Okay? Eight conference games, week 11 pillow fight. I mean, there's a ton of reasons why they want to leave you guys out of the playoffs. Okay? But y'all keep screaming bloody murder. Absurd. How could they do that? Come on. It is what it is. You know, Alabama's played seven teams that are going to the bowl. So did Texas. I mean, you can go down the list. It's not that different. It really isn't. Okay. But they're hanging on. And that's the reason why Ohio State is that sick. Because they did. They wanted to make sure if there was chaos, they were going to stick their clown-ass team in at number four. Okay, and they don't deserve it any more than anybody else. But the one reason they're using is, and they said this, playing nine conference teams, okay, in their own conference. 
But yeah, but they didn't go to the championship game. So all right. Digger, we got to run, man. I appreciate all the insight that you provided. Thank you so much. Have a great day. We'll come back. We'll take uh, Brett and Mobile. We'll take Corey and Trustville. Ram Ellis, I'll do my best. Tied at 100.9, 1230. WTBC, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. It's the longest-running sports show in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Game with Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9. here left of the program we always enjoy you being a part of our program we're going to be live in atlanta tomorrow presented by taco casa and chicken salad chick uh we will be there live in the atl let's continue with more phone calls and we go to brett mobile brett good afternoon you're in the game hey ron how are you sir i'm good i hope you are too yes yes i'm fine i'm fine are you confident well well, can I answer the other gentleman's yeah, please. phone call real quick? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. I will bet him a dollar that when Texas gets in the, in the SEC, they lose three, at least. At least. At least. At least. What did Texas probably prepare for all year long? Alabama. Correct. Last year, like they were able to hire a consultant, uh, Gary uh, <laughs> Patterson. For the entire offseason, prepared for Alabama. Yes. You yes, can't that, do that in this league. Yes. No, no. And 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 because of that, I mean, look what happened to A&M. Brilliant point. Brilliant point. Right. But, yeah, I was a little heart. Uh, my heart probably bounced a few thousand times uh, to <laughs> that game. But uh, uh, I think it can, it's going to boil down to uh, our inconsistency and – and I mean that in the best way because we have been, and you know that. I mean, offensive line, our linebackers last, middle linebackers last week with the run game, and and Georgia has they're good, they're a great team, they're a very great team, they really are, and it's going to be a hard fought battle. But uh, can we put three, four quarters together to beat them? I think we can. I do too. Uh, I think talent is on both sides, and I think we can beat them. I think these uh, guys are going to want to defend their football coach too. I think there's been so much chatter. I mean, the Georgia fans have been hanging out retirement letters to Nick about Nick Saban. I mean, all (laughs) this baloney, okay? Um, Yes. And I think this is probably one of his best coaching jobs that I've seen since he got there in 07. Yeah, no, and, I mean, and if you if you think there's no none left in the tank, you're an idiot. Yes, and uh, uh, yeah, I I I, 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 I mean, definitely the, a running game, which is I think we've been begging for for how many last couple three four five years? Sure, yeah, yep. And uh, I'm not sure where uh, I think McClellan. I, I haven't heard anything about him. I'm sorry. I don't and think he's going to be. I, I would I would highly doubt he's going to be able to go. Uh, and I don't. And that's okay. That's okay. Fresh back in the backfield. Nothing against Chase McClellan picking up pressure, but they don't. They don't put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Uh, next, next man up. That's like, that's the way it works at Alabama. I am just about out of time, so I'll give you. The- I, okay. I, I'm sorry. I know. I know. I apologize. Hey, I just want to say, hey, roll tide. And, roll tide. Uh, all right. Take care, sir. Thank you, uh, Corey. One minute. Let it rip. Hey, Ryan. How you doing this afternoon? Good. 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 Thank you for waiting, Corey. 
Oh, you're welcome. Um, first of all, I really enjoy the Iron Bowl. Me too. Might have given might have given me uh, <laughs> a heart attack. But, uh, we, we all went no, through that. But uh, as far as this game Saturday, I feel like if we can play with the lead and not have to continuously play from behind, I feel real good. Even though I wish Chase McClellan was playing, I feel like Rory Del Williams is probably the better option anyway, just from a downhill perspective. You're not going to cover Brock Bowers one-on-one, like Mike Dettelier said. But I do think that if we can uh, use Milrose's legs and use them properly, I think we can get Dean George's defense on their heels. And uh, I feel good about our chances tomorrow. Got it. Corey, thank you. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, Ryan. Uh, and we will do SEC Parlay Pit Contest tomorrow, presented by Brian Hard Construction. Ram, I got 30 seconds. Let it rip. It's not in our DNA to avoid playing somebody. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Great and uh, all we got to do is just hang in there, play good defense, and uh, let Milrow play his game. Got it. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Right back to you. Ellis, 30 seconds. Let it rip. The last duck through the hole? I guess he doesn't believe anymore. I mean, I guess he doesn't believe, Noah. I guess he just... Must not. I guess Digger must have convinced him that Alabama's going to lose. Simon, thank you so much, man. I always appreciate hanging out with you. Noah, always. We want to thank our law enforcement officers, EMTs, firefighters, first responders, Highway Patrol. I'm headed to Atlanta. I'll talk with you tomorrow via uh, the internet. I'll be there. You guys will be here, but we're going to have some fun on a Broadheart Construction SEC Parlay Pick Day. I remind you that we call this program the game, and the only way that you can win the big game, the game of life, is to walk daily with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good night, T-Town. Listening to the game with Ryan Fowler, powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Spoiled supermarket meal.